I'm playing R. Kelly. Vibe. Vibe. <laughs> hey, you know my model fucking deal with it. <laughs> anyway, it's the No Vaseline Podcast, the show that gives you the raw truth, even if it hurts. Live from the 215 is me, cool guy, P in the house. Hey, we got a full house tonight. Got my man Antoine. Got Malcolm, Yo. Matt. And last but not least. Oh, wait. Sound man, turn it down. Let's turn it down real quick. That you squeaking? Or is that me? All right, all right. It's all good. Let's get active. Um, last but not least, back by popular demand. So I've gotten a lot of um, comments about who's the girl that was on the show. You know, you got to bring her back. My sister, Brittany Booker. Say what's up to the people, y'all. Oh, I, I need some more energy. It's Friday, goddammit. She's got. Oh shit! <laughs> Shoot, we all did, but man. First of all, it's happy to have, I'm happy to have you back. Thank We're happy you. to have you back. And, um, I mean, you got a lot to talk about, some touchy subjects. And quick disclaimer for, for the listeners. This show is going to be filled with a lot of, what's the word you used to, what's the word you say? Unpopular opinions? Okay, yeah. This show will be filled tonight with a lot of unpopular opinions. Um, we may ruffle some feathers. But at the end of the day, as long as we speak our truth, I know I'll be able to sleep at night. I don't know about y'all, but I'm yeah, I'll be I'll be good. You be good. I'm tired right. already, anyway. Right. Yeah, I know, right? But also too, um, we're doing a a live simulcast on Facebook. So if you' watching on, you know, my Facebook live, Krista Dispernell or Antoine Stout, you'll see us both. Malcolm, I need you to. Oh, you charging? Okay, it's all good. Yeah. You good? Okay. And um, shoot, we about to we gonna talk a lot of shit tonight and ruffle some feathers. I hope we do, cause I mean, it wouldn't be the no pod, it wouldn't be the no Vaseline podcast if we didn't rustle any feathers, right? So, but first, let's just talk some eagles. Let's 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 ease it in real quick. Birds. Let's go. Let's go with the birds. Let's ease it in, huh? Okay. We we'll ease it in. Let's ease it in. Your words, not mine. I I, I just caught myself. Your words, not mine. All right. Well, let's 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 get into this easily, right? Okay. <laughs> Smoothly, right? And we'll just go with the birds. So somehow, some way, Sunday, we pulled it off, right? Well, not somehow, some way. Cody Parkey missed the kick. Right, that's, but that's how. That's how. That's, and he's hit that upright like six times this season. Yeah. So. Oh shit! I called it too. So like, yo, we got to ice him. Right. <laughs> but, um, all right. So for this, for this, John. Um, yeah. I don't, is that. Oh, that that was you. Yeah, this, yeah you got to turn the sound. Down. Oh, turn your sound. Turn your sound down on your phone. Oh, okay. All right. That's oh, because the feedback from the microphone. Want me to just cut the phone off? Yeah, it's fine. Cause you don't need to watch it because you're right here. Right. 
<laughs> but um, so this Sunday we got the Saints, Saints who trashed us. I mean, this was in the season. this was revenge week for us. I mean, can can we pull it off Sunday? I think yeah, I think we can pull it off Sunday. I don't know that we will, right? We can but you think we can? Yeah, I it's got possible. You. I, I got the you. Saints, they they've been a different team since they lost to Dallas. Mm. Just like we've been a different team since we lost to them. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, they they won they won uh, they went four and two over their last six, but right. they uh, they weren't winning in the same convincing fashion that uh, everybody they, they they were beating everybody else in before that. Right. Okay. So and. Even though we've been squeaking by in our wins, we've been undefeated since we lost to the Cowboys. This is true. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's Foles magic, but it's working. So, I'll take it. I'm a fan, so I'll take it. Yeah. um, So, what do we need to do to pull this win off? Well, first thing we need to do is we got to set the tone on offense. Okay. We have to come. We got to stay on the field on third downs. Mm -hmm. We can't have a lot of three and outs. And we got to try to get big plays. Mm. Okay, because we I don't think we I don't think we can like I don't think we're really gonna be able to sustain drives against them because mm. they're very good against the run. Okay, so we're gonna have to hit them deep. We're gonna have to hit them with big plays, whether it be trick plays, whatever we got to do. We got to and we got to we got to keep up with them. Then mm. defensively, we need we need to get them off the field on third down. Okay. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> But uh, so it's all good. We, we we tried. But um, so is are, are, is, is Foles going to have to continue to spread the wealth again? Or yeah, it, exactly. Or exactly. Does the Saints have any weaknesses in their secondary that we can explore? Eli Apple. Oh. E- Eli Apple. So we who have to we have to take advantage of Eli Apple? Mm. He, he's been he, he's he's been the weak link in that secondary since they made the trade for him. Wow, wow. they got him from the Giants. Okay, but he's 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 the guy we have to attack, and mm. they're probably going to try to hide him in coverages, do a lot of like zone coverages, roll coverage to his side, stuff like that. So, right. when we do catch him napping, we got to take advantage of that. Mm. We have to take advantage of that. So I'm trying to think who who would be who who would he be covering? Either Alshon or Aguilar, most likely. Oh, if he's covering Alshon, that's barbecue chicken. Yeah, every, I mean, every I, pass even think, I even think Aguilar could be successful against him. I, uh, it's just a matter of identifying where he is on the field and taking advantage of the matchup. Mm. Shit, I'm so. I was hoping that we didn't have to play um, New Orleans. I was hoping we was, we was going to play uh, Los Angeles because if we play LA in LA, that's the second home game for us, right? You know what I mean. But New Orleans is just like. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm traumatized by yeah. that. That beat up that we had. Drew Brees and uh, Sean Payton, the five and zero, in the dome in playoff games. Mm. So we got that going against us. But I mean, they, they got to lose sometime. Right. They're not gonna go undefeated. Right. The rest of their career in the Superdome. So hopefully it'll be this week. I I, I feel good about it. I do. I don't too. feel great about it, but right. I do, I do feel good. I know it's not gonna be the same same way it was we played them last time. Right. Because uh, our supporting cast is playing better. O line is playing better. Like we just more of a we just more of a unit all across the board. So I, I think I think it's gonna be a closer game than a lot of like a lot of the analysts aren't giving us a chance really. I mean they didn't kinda, give us a chance last off, year either. Yeah, they haven't. They didn't, but you know. Alright, so I'm gonna go around the table. If the Eagles win this game, do we trade 
Wentz? Or do we let Foles go? Mm. Well, we got to do something because I don't. We can't keep both of them, right? Because we got we owe Foles twenty million next year, and Wentz is only be making eight. You can't have a backup making more than the starter. This is true. So, I mean, this is a tough one. Even like even for me, you know me, I'm a Wentz dude. But mm-hmm. if he could somehow take us all the way all the way again and win, mm-hmm. it's like wow, we did get two Super Bowls out of it. We probably could get a lot for Wentz as far as like compensation draft picks mm-hmm. you know things like that you know ah it's tough I honestly I, I don't know I don't know what we do I don't know I, I'll cross that bridge when we get there like I, I can't I don't know I really can't make it def- have a definitive answer right now Britt what you think well first I think we're going to win in the blowout oh god I, I don't I don't want to hear that uh, I don't want to hear that but alright I think we are same way uh, speaking to the mic B. same way we surprised uh disagree with that because I mean we had Foles playing preseason in the first what three games was two it games. two games first two games and suck it's something about the playoffs I he, so I'm I agree so my thing is like all right we is it possible for us to have a regular season quarterback and then the playoff quarterback no, no. no we, 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 we can't do that you gotta pay yeah. so you don't think they can do a, a they, they can't pull a Tom Brady and spread the wealth it's, no. not, it's not like basketball no. where you can have a star starting point guard and then a backup that's really mm-hmm. good. It's not like that. Like, I you got to get rid of one because you got to pay him. It's a highest paid position. In the mm-hmm. Fuck. And Wentz is going to be coming off that rookie deal soon, looking for yeah. looking for starting quarterback money. So you can't, can't, you just can't do it. And it's better to just cut bait with whoever you're going to cut bait with after this season and try to drag it out for another season. But see, it's like. I like Foles, but he hasn't been the solid quarterback for us during the season. But, but you know what I mean? Yeah, he like went. Yeah. Right. Me I don't neither. Even like Nick Foles. Like, Me neither. He's, uh, it's just something about him. Like, if, if he's getting it done, you don't have a choice. Like, I, I really feel like we're in a, between a rock and a hard place. If they lose to the Saints, then mm-hmm. Foles got to go. Yeah, but, but if, if we win. the Super Bowl. There's nothing you can do. Right. Like, Foles doesn't – it doesn't even really see – like, I don't understand how the ball even gets to his receivers half the time. Like, right. It's, it's no velocity on his passes, but somehow they just – They just fall they right into his lap. out the air. Like, they just make – they make the catches for him. They just make the Damn. catches he for make, him. He make our receivers look so much better than Wentz does. Like, yeah, he, this is true. I don't know why. It's just – we look like a totally different team when he's playing. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like he throws the like like he he knows that when you playing when you're throwing the outshine, it's better to throw it high. Right. It's better to put it up. He always puts it up for Alshon, whereas the Wentz tried to force it maybe right into him too much. Mm-hmm. Like Alshon likes to play that basketball type of receiver. Yeah, I was about to say that because like know, he he wants to use his body and mm-hmm. go up and get it. 
Like Wentz doesn't do a good job at that. But right, and it's the same thing. It's like even with Aguilar, he seems to hit Aguilar on the run better than Wentz did. Right. It's just I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen Aguilar all season until Nick Foles started full, playing. Yeah, right. How about I that? Agree. And we was also talking about how, uh, like, when you watch when you watch Foles play, it's he has a a weird kind of confidence, and I feel like everybody else has it in him too. Because mm-hmm. like. At the end of games, when it's like two minutes left, I know when it's Carson Wentz, I automatically think we're going to lose the game I if we too. down. Like He's going to throw an interception. We're going to uh, turn it over. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going to happen. But like when Foles is there, I'm totally confident that we're going to score. One way or the other, he's going to get down the field. You know what, thinking back on that, you're absolutely right. I mean, just yeah, even, the way we, even the way we use Golden Tate in the, this, the past and the How about game. that? Like, that's the most I've seen him yeah. use. He did shit all year. And they used him the way that he was pretty much used in Seattle and Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, underneath, you know, catch and run type type routes and stuff right. like that. So, yeah, if, if he can – if he gets – I think – it really is if he gets his past the Saints, I think you got to keep him. It's crazy to say. I never thought I'd say it, but <laughs> – you gotta keep him. I'm I'm leery on that because I'm leery too. But it's, it's after I saw after I, when Wentz I saw this that, year, Wentz had that Wentz has had that streak last year where they was winning the games and right. all that. But Foles is coming and won it all, and he might come in and get us to an NFC Championship game after mm-hmm. getting us to a Super Bowl victory. And I think this one would be even better than yeah. the last one because right. I we agree. weren't even supposed We're to be We're not supposed to be here. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's that's where I'm at with is like, all right, we went this whole season, was it 9-7 and seven was mm-hmm. our record? 9-7, yeah. yeah. But it just seems like the playoff playoff Eagles is like all of Eagles last, like the, the whole last season of the Eagles yeah. in these playoffs. Like it right. just seems like we just hit the switch and then all of a sudden – we the Super Bowl team again. Yo, like we went we went to uh, Sugar House and watched the, the Bears game, mm-hmm. and nobody in there was scared. Like it just seemed like everybody felt confident in the fact that we was gonna win that game. Mm. No matter, and everybody talked about their defense all week and all right. that stuff. But it just seemed it's just a weird confidence around that guy playing quarterback. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't even really like Nick Foles. But at the end of the day, if he's gonna win it, then I really yeah. have him. I, I get it. All right. I want to move on to the Sixers briefly. I mean, we're all watching and fucked it down by three. Shit. Anyway, but um, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's been some drama around Jimmy Butler because he, I guess he, he, he challenged Brett Brown aggressively. Now, all of a sudden, you know, the whole league, every, every all the teams in the league are calling, you know, trying to get Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I don't feel like. It was any drama there. The media is hyping it up. What do y'all think? Well, I mean, that's what Jimmy Butler does. He mm-hmm. challenged. He's going. He, he challenged Thibodeau in mm-hmm. Minnesota. He challenged Thibodeau in Chicago. Shit. He, you know what I mean? Of course, right. you can't be surprised that he came here to challenge Brett Brown. Right. He's one of those players that's you know extremely confident, but if, he's extremely smart basketball mm-hmm. player as well. So if he has an opinion about. Which way he thinks his team should be going, you should buy. You should expect that by now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't think they brought him in thinking he was going to be any different. And if right. they did, that's a mistake on their part. Right. I personally think it's Brett Brown that needs to go, um, and mm. Jimmy Butler just gets the ball stuck in the side of the court. But <laughs> um, I really <laughs> oh, think shit. Brett Brown is not the coach for this team. Like, I, I don't think that he has an effective voice. Watching him coach is just weird. The stuff that they do, mm-hmm. uh, the sets that they run, the way that he uses Embiid, the way that he uses Jimmy Butler, like, 
uh, they're not complaining for no reason. Like right. if you watch them play, he's not putting them in the best possible positions. Mm. So I really think it's him that has to go. I, I don't think, I don't actually think that Jimmy Butler's going to leave. I think we're going to bring in another piece. I hope it's Bradley Bill, but um, that'll be nice. Yeah, but uh, I honestly think that if we don't at least make it to the conference championship, I feel like it's Brett Brown that has to go. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I see that because it's like, all right, he's been with the he's been with the team what six years. I'm not even sure. He's been for a while. It's it's been a minute. You know, since the process started for the most part. Right. So it's just like, all right, I mean, you got us this far. Thank you. But now we need – we have a lot of great pieces now. Mm -hmm. But I guess the way he's using them is is really, like, bass backwards. Yeah, I mean, like, he – I personally think that he needs to – we need a coach that's willing to challenge Ben Simmons. Right. Mm. And – once we have somebody that's willing to tell Ben Simmons, like, listen, bro, you're not going to be the point guard all game, every game. Right. You need to get a jump shot. You need to figure that whole situation out. He coddles them because, yeah, you know, he yeah. knows his family and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just think that his voice is getting lost. And you can see the better players getting increasingly frustrated. Yeah. You can see Embiid getting mm-hmm. frustrated. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler getting frustrated. I, I, I think it's Brett Brown that has yeah. to go ultimately. Mm. I don't want to see him go, but... I mean, logically speaking, yeah, he 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 definitely needs to go because it's like, just like you said, he's he's coddling Simmons. I like, I think probably the, the best Sixers coach is probably Larry Brown and Doug Collins. I agree with that. Yeah, because it was like you have you have coaches that you you have a coach that has Allen Iverson on your team and. The coach is like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You're going to play my way, and I'm going to make you great. I think we need a, a former player. Yeah, I, I'm also mm. thinking hopefully we could pull Mark Jackson off. I don't of, think oh, he's going to come to the yeah, East Coast. I don't think he's going to come to the East Coast either, but I would hope we I, – I, I, so I that's what I thought. Uh, like, when I thought about coaches, I would hope we could somehow get Mark Jackson to come coach. All right, so I, if I you, thought Chauncey Billups was trying to coach, too. Hmm. I think oh, that I didn't would hear be, that, but that would be a good one, too. I think that would be a good deal. I think we need somebody who's a former player who that they're going to look at yeah, and Former respect. champion. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right, both of y'all, give me your top three coach picks for the Sixers. Well, I don't, I don't know if I have three, but, like, two. She said Chauncey, so I, I would agree with Chauncey and mm-hmm. like Mark Jackson. Mm. I don't know who else right now. I'm Thibodeau just got fired. I don't know if he would be effective here. Yeah, no. I, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think you would want to. I don't know if him and Jimmy. I don't know what kind of relationship they still have. I don't yeah. know if they left on good terms or not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you would bring Thibodeau here. I don't know if they, if they were on good terms, and that's maybe something you might want to explore. But if right. they left on bad terms, I mean, when Jimmy left, then I don't think you would bring in Thibodeau if you want to keep Jimmy long term. Now, what about Monty Williams? He's the assistant coach. That's a great choice, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. That's good. That's a great I choice. Think, I didn't think of Monty Williams. He probably actually should be the head coach. Yeah. Mm. That's a great choice. So it's like, he, he, he won't have to leave. He just, nah, he's, he's, he's here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I wonder how much uh, leeway he actually has, like how much of a voice he actually has. But right. He's he's a really good coach. Right. Yeah. And the, and the, coach, the players probably really like him anyway. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they Players tend to be closer with the assistants anyway that they work more closely with. Right. As opposed to the head coach. <sighs> we'll see. But fuck it. Let's go to Kevin Hart. Oh, she, Bridget, you shook your head. I mean, this was it, was it this week? No, it was last week where he was on Ellen. Mm-hmm. You know, he apologized. But you have somebody from the 
the LGBTQ community that's vouching for him, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he apologized and then he apologized again on his radio show. But the community feels as though it's still not good enough. So it's like, what does he have to do to, I guess, appease everybody? Say effort and move on. Yep. At which, some in, point, in which, in which he did. At right. some no, he don't. He keep backtracking and then half apologizing and then saying I'm not apologizing. And then they ask him. I remember they asked him the one time, "Are you gonna uh, host the Oscars?" He had a hard line no. And then mm-hmm. they asked him a week later, and it was like you or, never know or, what the future holds. And it's like he. It's like at one point he wants to take a hard stance, and at another he looking at his brand and being like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't yeah. really want to keep taking that hit. Yeah, I don't really want to muddy this up too much. Right. I really think he should just take a hard stance and be like, listen, I'm a comedian. I'm not going to say things that everybody's going to like. If I hurt your feelings, I apologize, but I'm not talking about it no more. Right. Right. I'm going to say that's the last thing I heard from him when he was on Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Pretty much was just saying, like, I'm not not talking about it anymore. He said, I'm done with He's it. He like, I'm done with it. That's right. it. You As he should have been. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, he should have been did that though. After he apologized the first time, right? All right, he apologized the second time. Then it's like he said dude. he weren't going to apologize. You know what I mean? So yeah, for, he should. He, he took the stance he should have took after he said sorry the first time. But yeah, but I, I was. I thought. I thought it was weird that once Ellen came in his defense, people were still. You know, I don't know what they were still calling for. I know. I think they were saying his his apology wasn't, wasn't it wasn't sincere. It wasn't sincere, right? It's like, but what he did wasn't even that right. It wasn't, it wasn't even that deep. Like right. that's not to that's not to be insensitive to whatever. But like, I just I don't think what he did was that deep. Like comedians back in the cop, they would have hung right. Richard Pryor. Right. And, Absolutely, and, you know what I mean. Yep. Like as a comedian, if you don't have the freedom to talk about politics, race, sexuality. All of those types of things. What are you really you talking really about? Can't really do your job. Like, yeah, how can you like be a really comedian if you can't yeah. take real world things and make a joke about it. Matt, you want to say something real quick? Uh, yeah, my bad, y'all. What well, uh, what was said? Like, what did Nick Nick Cannon? Oh my God, what did Kevin Hart say <laughs> for everyone to be? Um, wasn't it about something about his son. I I didn't get the uh, yeah. So so basically, full story for um about eight eight years ago. Eight years ago, it was yeah, like it was, it was like, or something. yeah, it was like eight, eight, nine, maybe even ten years ago. He put a tweet out saying, "Yeah, if my son came home talking about he wanted to play dolls, I'm gonna like chop him in his throat, don't and say, don't come at me with that gay shit." Right. So here we are, 2018, 19, and people went through like he said on Ellen, like he has like forty thousand tweets. So somebody went through all forty thousand tweets to find this one tweet to try to hang him on it. So his and his, like what he was saying was, you know, that was an attack. Like y'all didn't do anything. Y'all not y'all not doing anything for any kind of like social justice or anything. Y'all just want to attack me. I got this opportunity to host the Oscars, but y'all want to attack me for something I said ten years ago. So see, this is the Rock brought some up. Recently, too, we live in a generation the snowflake generation mm-hmm. where people take stuff so serious. Like, what if that he really did feel that type of way? Who cares? Right. That's that's his opinion. Uh, yeah. Who cares? Right. I mean, like, but it's because I don't necessarily feel like it's because he actually said it. I feel like you get so much publicity and notoriety now mm. for being the person that leaks information now. Yeah, mm. Like that, I feel like right. people do it more. 
for the clout of it to be like, oh, yeah. look, I yeah. found this yeah. or I found Absolutely. that. So they immediately, Absolutely. they immediately go look like it. The minute somebody gets on a high enough pedestal, somebody starts searching to be the one to be able to tear them down. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's a matter of caring about what it is that he said. Like, right. I think it's just a matter of it's, wanting it's about to attention. be the one to tear them down. It's right? about I mean, attention. Like, it's yeah, always that's, why, that's, that's why. Yeah, it's just gotten to the point now where everybody's using social media to like if I we've I'm sure we've all said things that have can be considered off color mm-hmm. um, and I, joking, not joking, whatever. Like I I, I don't know. I, I don't going back eight years, ten years, whatever to pull up some old. I'm sure Ellen has said things that right. are, that are. Right. I mean, can we can we pull out? Um, Chelsea Handler? Can we pull out yeah. Sa- uh, Sarah, Sarah Silverman? Like she yeah. built her whole career off being obscene and exactly. insensitive. Like that's all she does. Like, Sarah Silverman's thing. whole act is just a racist rant about black women. And Chelsea Handler, all she talks about is screwing black men. Uh-huh. So if yep. we, it, but like I said, uh, the LGBTQIA community is L- the most abcd is the most protected class yeah. uh, i feel like now I agree. Um, because you can't even say anything remotely insensitive mm-hmm. like to say something like that's gay if somebody said that's gay it, that's automatically washed yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, say yeah, nothing, so. like, can't that, say nothing right? like that right no but more. if somebody says well that's black or that's white or that's stupid or that's mm-hmm. anything like that so you make it fun of stupid people that, Nobody's gonna say <laughs> right, that. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, it, it, it's just like I, I don't know. I, I think they've become a community where it's just a little too sensitive. So, too sensitive, so let me right. ask you: Is the LGBT community uh, is the community mm-hmm. uh, leveraging their victimhood to bully through society? Do I you think so? Call it, I wouldn't call it victimhood, but I, I would. I mean, because they they do have a legitimate gripe. At, you know, especially with certain things that have gone on in society. However, I think that they've gotten to the point where uh, they're in such positions of power right. that they've moved to become like you can never ever say anything bad. If you do, we will ruin your whole like we will ruin everything. Everything. Right. And wow. the good thing about wow. them though is that they stick together. I tell you, that's one thing. Like if something happens, they all band together and they will. They it, it's not one apart enough like that. They all mm-hmm. stand together and say we was going to tear your whole house down. So I mean, like what 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 I won't say disturbed me, but what really got my gripe was like Don Lemon. He was on CNN talking about you know well he said he wants Kevin Hart to be like a like a spokesperson or a, what do you, what do you say an ally for the for the community. I'm not even necessarily sure. So this is my this is my only but problem. These were his words. Yeah, I got that. Here, this is my only problem, right? The LGBTQ community is strictly about who you choose to have relationships with, correct? Right. Right. If if you like, if you're a woman and you like women, if you're a man and you like men, if you mm-hmm. are a questioning person, whatever, it's strictly about who you deem suitable as a meat, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I personally do not care. Right. So to me, it's an irrelevant topic. I right. don't care who you sleep with in your spare time. I really don't care what you do in your spare time. So to me, it's an irrelevant topic. So when people say things that are like, you know, oh, that's gay or mm-hmm. something like that, 
to me, it's an irrelevant topic. Right. Uh, because I don't think it should ever be, like, I don't think your sexuality should be something that is broadcasted. Absolutely. You know what I, mean? because I agree. I, like, I don't think, if somebody said to me, you doing straight stuff. Like, if a gay person said to me, you doing straight shit. As Do I we should. have the right to bend right. together and yeah, attack like, them? Right, How about right. that? Can we, have a, can we get a straight pride parade going? Yeah, like, like we get a shirt. What what Donald Rollins say? I'm gonna get a shirt that says "Don't I'm straight, don't hate." Doing the back says, "Stop looking at my ass, nigga." <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I do wonder, like if, because here's a funny story. We was, um, me and some of my girlfriends was talking about going to uh, a gay club, mm. um, a while back, and they're fun. Like we have a ball whenever we go, whatever, right? But we was reading an article about this specific club, and it was saying how they prefer that straight people don't come there. And it's like, they, interesting. They say that because it's like, well, if you see certain things there, we don't want to be judged. If you, um, if you're a guy and you come there and people hit on you, um, you know, constantly turning them down is offensive and stuff like that. And it was it interesting. Irri- you know, it irritated me because I was like, yo, straight people turn each other down all, all the day. time. Right. All That's the crazy. time. So why right? can't you get turned down? Right. Yeah. Who, very interesting. Very, right. Very, very sensitive. And too, I, too sensitive. And I like, I love gay people. Like, I don't care. They right. make no, never mind to me. But right. it's like, if a, if a, if a woman approaches me, I turn her down just like I would turn a guy down. I, I might sit there and flirt with her for a little bit, but then I turn her down just like I would turn a guy down. And this it's no knock as to what your sexuality is, but I just think it's like that's just not my get down. Yeah, like, like I just think just like a specific guy just might not be my get down. Like I just don't I just think it's gotten way too sensitive at this point. Yeah, and I what what bothers me and this is why I asked this question of like, you know, are they leveraging their victimhood to bully through society because I feel like that's what's happening. It's like, okay, you're gay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to judge you f- for that. I'm going to judge you by the shit that you do, not by who you are. If you're a gay person, rock out. That's just not me, mm-hmm. but we can still be cool. Right. But if I say something like that, people look at that as, as like hate. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I feel like people, uh, you know, the community, whatever they, they just use their victimhood as, as like a weapon to tear non-gay people down. There was a, a video. I don't know if you guys saw it that came out on social media earlier this week. Some there was a, a black kid from uh, like South Carolina or some rapper. He was wearing a Confederate flag, and the yeah. song was called "Let the White." I seen well, let, yeah. let the white boy say nigger or something like yeah. that. Yeah. What? And he has a whole yeah. rap song, right? Right. And in my mind, I was immediately when I saw it, I was thinking like, and I'm actually scared to say this right now, right? But it was like, I was thinking in my mind, like, what if a rapper came out with a song that was like, let the straight man say faggot or something mm, like that. Right. Like, it would, it would, yeah, it it would, would be, be like, like, it would be trending. It would be the crazy, it would be like, it, right. it would be coming for him. It, like, yeah. it would come for him. Yeah. It, you, ready, you, ready to hang him. Like it's it's an it's both are derogatory terms, but it's just like one is so much more accepted than the other. Than right. the other, and right. it's kind of to me, it's just kind of like if we're going to be sensitive about certain things, we got to be sensitive about everything. Or Absolutely, we got to be accepting and move the hell on. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep it pushing, right? That's it. I don't care who you sleep with. Neither do I, as long as it's not me. But um, shit, let's move on and um. 
I want to talk Centoya Brown because I feel like that was a that was an accomplishment. Yeah. But I feel like it's still it's like it's an accomplishment with strings attached because it's like you know just you know quick background you know she was um at 16 she was a sex traffic worker mm-hmm. um and she killed the guy she who 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 purchased her in self defense but she got pretty much life in prison because you know the court said that it was an attempt to it was a robbery attempt right you know but she served uh, 15 years, and now she's, uh, thanks to uh, Governor Bill Haslam, she's been granted clemency. But she won't be getting out until August 7th, and she still is going to have uh, 10 years parole. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I mean, is, is, is that clemency, or just you just getting early parole? Well, I mean, she you was know what sentenced I mean? to life right yeah. oh i'm sorry 51 years 51, 51 years. years she wouldn't be getting out till she was 65 so i don't know that's what i'm saying so i don't know the full extent of her charges so like mm. maybe she was granted clemency on uh the charge that was going to keep her in for so long and maybe she still is right. convicted of a lesser charge which mm. is why she may still have to do the parole and stuff like that so, okay i mean it's i guess it, it is cause it, i mean i guess it is kind of shitty because of what she because of what she went through, what right. she had to do that got her in the position in the first place. Right. But I mean, I mean, I think in her position, she'd rather deal with this than the, the, than her previous situation. Shoot, absolutely. She was convicted of first degree murder, felony murder, and aggravated robbery. Mm. So was she granted clemency on all accounts, or was it just? I'm not sure if she was granted clemency on all accounts, but I mean, I'm not even really sure that that so, matters. At this yeah, point. right, right, like. Uh, I guess it's a uh, it's a step in the right direction. Right. It's a it, it's a it's a sexy case. Like the governor for granting her clemency is mm-hmm. it, it's going to garner him good publicity yeah, and stuff right. like that. Oh. This is a this is a case that has gained a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. So, and to backtrack the the whole reason why she got convicted anyway was basically they tried to paint her as like this person who was wild out there she a person she, of color she took she you know she was dealing with this older white guy mm-hmm. and her and her friends set him up and basically they tried to say that because she took certain things from the, the crime scene and then her friends picked her up from a gas station or something like that oh wow um but to me it's like if i'm a sex if i'm a sex worker you know, I don't care how long it takes. Eventually, I'm going to start planning on my escape. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, call it premeditated all you want. I mean, that's pretty much what right. it is. However, right. I, I'm going to plan my escape at one point or another. So. Right. So, while, but I would say this, um, another good thing about her is that uh, while she was inside, she, you know, she's able to get her GED and her associates and she's getting her bachelor's in May. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. She's gonna have a lot of celebrity support. That girl gonna get a book deal the yeah. moment oh, she yeah. walks yeah, out of prison. Deal. Absolutely. Yeah, the moment she walks out of prison, she's gonna get a book deal. She's gonna get a movie deal. She's gonna, you know, documentaries. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see how many uh, celebrities back her. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some celebrities are backing her now, which is cool. I'm about but when she's, when out, she's out, like, yeah, when she's out, right. I, I'm curious to see like exactly what happens with all of that because right. the the. The only other person I can kind of um, tie that to is uh, Sabrina Fulton 
and uh why does that name sound familiar uh, trayvon martin's mom okay and uh mike brown's mom also mm-hmm. the two of them definitely yeah. kind of pro- propelled their careers after yeah, yeah. all of those tragedies so right. i'd be curious to see like what she does so my thing forward. is um and i mean just correct me if i'm wrong um where was the me too movement like what was their involvement in her case black lives matter uh, yeah i don't think uh, unpopular opinion please right but uh the me too movement got um watered down to me like absolutely i feel like what ended up happening was there are people who have legitimate cases right mm-hmm. right but if i'm a uh if i'm a consenting woman and i use my i use my sex to get what i want right i then can't turn around and then cry read mm. and Wow. Unpopular opinions just because I do feel like a lot of women try to sell sex to people who are above them. I mm. see it at work every day. Mm. Mm. Speak on you it. You know what I mean? I see it mm. at work every day. So to then turn up. For, for the record, this is a woman speaking. Yes. Please yeah, so, keep going. I think people listen. To but I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying you, you got you got to clear that up. Like for me, it's like. Emphasize it, my bad. I can't try. I can't try to sell my sexuality to a man who's above me, who's in a position of power to get what I want, mm-hmm. and then when he takes what I'm offering and then doesn't give me what I want, I then can't turn around and try to use that to ruin him. Right mm-hmm. now, is he using his power? Yes, but so am I. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that there. I think that the women who had legitimate cases were watered down by the people who chose to go the other route. And see, here's the funny part. So the Me Too movement, it was actually created for women like Centoya Brown. Correct. That was the original intent was for people or for women to be empowered and and get some kind of help and, you know, some kind of justice from sexual assault. But it's been watered down just like you said because you got a you got a lot of you got a lot of celebrity women out there who ain't have a job in 20 years so now they're using this me too platform to get their name out there again Mm -hmm. and it's like that's so fucked up yeah i mean like there's one thing like the what's, what's the guy's name from nbc Laura. Laura. Yeah. Laura. So it's so there's him Laura, yeah. who was walking around, walking in the interns and telling them to, you know, suck his dick and stuff. Like like, yeah, like that's, that's different. That's sick, right. that, that, that those women have a have legitimate, legitimate case. Right. Absolutely. Some up and coming actress who wants to get booked in a film mm-hmm. who says, you know what? I'll have sex with the director in right. order to get in said film. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put her in it. And then she cries, you know, that she's been taken advantage of. Right. I don't believe she has a gripe. I Done. agree. I agree with you. And it's, it's, it's uh, definitely, it's very refreshing hearing, hearing a woman say that. Because definitely. not a lot of women will share that perspective. Absolutely. They won't, yeah. Even if they agree with it, they won't, they won't share it because of fear of, like, backlash of people not supporting, feeling like a woman is not being supportive of the mm-hmm. Me Too movement. No, right? it's not even that. Like, for me, I feel like I am being supportive of the Me Too movement by saying, let the women who have 
serious, serious gripes, let them be heard. Absolutely. Don't don't jump on the bandwagon and ruin it for those women who actually have been assaulted, right. who mm-hmm. actually right. have been taken advantage right. of. Like if you're the if you know you know who you are as a person, right? If you the girl, if you the woman who walks into an office with the little skirt on and walks around your boss and said and, and, and drops the pen and bends over in front of them and mm-hmm. do all that. If you're that girl and, and you you go out with somebody knowing they're married and stuff like that. Right. If you're that girl, stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're the girl who's genuinely trying to get ahead, doing the right things, taking the right steps, and you were sexually assaulted, you those are the people who need to be heard. So another question I have is, you know, if the Me Too movement has the power to put people in prison, shouldn't they have the power to get people out of prison? Like people who are sexually innocent. So like think about like guys who were falsely accused of rape. Yo, there's a Or there's, even, you know, there there I'm pretty sure there's plenty of Centoya Browns out there. there no, you know what I'm saying? A, there was a football player a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I forget. Mm-hmm. I, forgot I believe he was supposed to go to Alabama yep. maybe. Yeah, he was supposed to go yeah. Alabama, and yeah. uh, you know, she, he was he was dealing with uh this white girl had sex with her. Um he also was dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. She wanted more than he wanted. Father found out that she was dating uh, or was dealing with a black guy. When she found out, when he found out, she cried rape. Mm-hmm. He ended up going to prison, yep. lost his scholarship. Yeah. This guy was supposed to go to the NBA. I forget his name is slipping my mind right now. But I mean, he was supposed, he was supposed to go though. to the NFL. Yeah. And he went to prison. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like she later on got caught on tape or something admitting that she lied was yeah the girl that was um like she was smirking in the courtroom yeah yeah and like for me it was like yo she should go to prison absolutely she should go to prison. absolutely and at some point she should go to prison and they need to i feel like they gave him like some nutty uh payout yeah that was what? that was the other dude who spent like thirty five years in prison, and when he got out, they gave him like a million dollars. No, not him, not him. This is a younger guy. Oh, okay. And for me, it was like they gave him some type of nutty payout, and for me, it was like, yo, you have no idea how much that guy would have made yeah. in the NFL. Right. Like, absolutely, you have yeah. no you not you have no idea how much you ruined his career. He mm-hmm. ha- doesn't have a chance at that now. Not only his career, his life, the trauma right. through pre- going through prison right. and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then in the court of public opinion, he's probably always going to be guilty. Like, yeah. He's probably always going to be the guy who may or may not have. Like, did you really do yeah, it? Yeah, you know, uh, she she admitted it, but right. you may have, you might have did it. You right. know what I mean? So right. Like, to me, she mm-hmm. should be placed in prison at that point. Yeah, right. I agree. Well, shoot. Speaking of rapists, let's talk about this president and the shutdown. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to the segue. No, so. The gist of this this whole shutdown, mm-hmm. Trump wants to build a wall. Wants his wall. The Democrats aren't going to give it to him. Yeah. Who's right in this situation, Antoine? Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't. I mean, Trump's not right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, the build build a wall is a waste of funds. Absolutely, waste. It's a complete waste of funds. So, I mm-hmm. mean, while it's while this shutdown is definitely going to affect a whole lot of people as it already has. Right. I mean, him taking those misappropriating them funds which that will be to build a wall is mm-hmm. gonna affect people even more so i mean we just we just stuck in the in we're, we're 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 stuck in the middle of a complete idiot and people trying to stop them absolutely so 
if this wall is only from like it's only for the Mexican border, right? What's stopping people from getting to, into the country by water, by boat, or Canada, or even going through Canada? First of all, well, Canada. I mean, we have to go around, but I mean, yeah. but still, if if this if this if this wall is just, is just to cover the border, that's Texas, what Arizona, New Mexico, part of California, oh then you still got. The Gulf of Mexico, they can go through. That's the, oh, that's you know irrelevant. The, the the wall was, is a smokescreen. Yeah, it just it basically played on people's racist yeah, minds, and it gave else. it gave them something to to put their their force behind. Right. Mm. Like the wall really shows no, it really has no value other than a, a physical representation of division. Exactly. Okay. And there's there's two there's two other famous walls in history: Berlin, Berlin Wall, Wall, and then the Great Wall of China, China, right? Right. And unless he built the Great Wall of China, you're not about to stop people. The Great Wall of Mexico. Yeah, you're not about to <laughs> stop people from getting from the wall is not even big enough to stop people from getting. And he visited border towns mm-hmm. and was like, "These people need this wall." And the the people who lived there were like what are you talking about like yeah, no we don't. Crazy. i saw an article man i'm gonna get to you after i say this but i saw an article yesterday where it was a mexican politician he climbed to the top of the wall and sat was, there just to like show like this wall ain't shit i mean it was cutting a piece of section out of the metal and right showing you like look this is pointless well, i mean bigger issue than that like okay we don't want mexicans to come in anymore i mean we have People that come from all over the world right. all the time, all the time, Africa, Europe, mm-hmm. uh, South America. They come, people come here all the time. Right. So, it, rather it be Mexican people coming across the border, or it be Europeans walking in scot free. How about they come it? all the time. Mm-hmm. They come all and, the time, and they can blend in. And they don't even necessarily <laughs> have to blend in. You go somewhere like New York, they have whole towns dedicated, dedicated to Polish to, people. To, yeah, mm-hmm. to, the, to that Pacific culture. You know what I right. mean? Like, and those, I'm, I'm willing to guarantee that not all of those people are American citizens. They're right. Not. True. They right. come here with, they, they come back with the grandfather and stay. Yep. How about that? I mean? like, yep. Yep. And nobody ever says anything about that. So for me, building a wall, that's going to build something around the entire country and stop everybody from coming in. Building it right there on that little border just don't make sense. Matt, you want to say something? Uh, yeah, like, this is probably just... All, what if the wall, you know, all this is just for ratings, for television, to make these people who own CBS and ABC a lot of money because they know that people going to watch this shit and feed into it. Like, let's think about how Trump became president. How did Trump become president? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just more of a, just more of a, just more of him trying to cater to his base. He's, you know, he just wants to make sure he can get reelected. It's just to make, just to make the people that he promised happy. I don't, I don't know if he even care. I think he's just going. He's just a, he's just playing, playing businessman. Right. That's, that's mm. it. There you go. You just said it. Uh, sorry, let me see. Like, yeah, like a businessman. Like, um, here, uh. Trump had a whole rally just to show the people who ran Apprentice he can be more uh, f- more famous than Lady Gaga because he had a whole situation when she came on his show that she got paid more than him, right? Oh, yeah. So he made, like, he hired people. He had, like, a little fundraiser and did, like, had a little podium set up and started addressing the nation as he was the president, right? Yeah. And what happened was people fed into it so much, CBS and them was like, yo, let's run with this shit. Mm. And next thing you know, he the president of the United States, bro. 
Yes. <laughs> the other, the Hilarious. Other part about that too is that if you watch, um, if you just watch him move, like he's probably the only president that I've seen that, in active terms, he's been actively rallying. Like, well, yeah. Remember mm. when Barack Obama was? Pro- I, I can't I remember, remember him, him rallying. Yeah, after right. his, after he was elected, right? After he was elected, but he constantly goes. And does these things to kind of get the support from his base. I don't even really feel like his base actually supports him. Now, think about it like this. <laughs> think about it like this. There's 800,000 people out of work right now. Right. right, right. That's on furlough or whatever or, else, right? Yeah, right. So they asked him a question. They asked him, um, you know, what do you have to say to TSA workers and the people like that who are out of work right now? And his up. response was, uh, they are American patriots. And they support me and they support my, you know, they support my goals. They support what I want to accomplish and they understand. And it's like these people living paycheck to paycheck understand that you're going to hold their money. They might not even get this money at the end. Right. 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 So you're going to hold these people's, you're going to hold these people's livelihood hostage so that you can get a a goal accomplished. Right. So Antoine, I I want you to talk to me about um, the trickle down effect. Of right. this, of this, uh, the shutdown. Well, shit. Some, some of the, just some of them. It's a lot. It's a lot of people affecting them in a lot of different ways. But just some ways, some of the ways that people are affected are, well, just for starters, the FDA aren't able to make all the inspections on mm-hmm. the food that's coming. Oh, shit. In. So that's some fruit, meat, seafood, veggies. Like the FDA is not expecting it. So we we just had like a E. coli outbreak in romaine lettuce like not that long that's ago. That's right. We did, yeah. And so now you don't even have the people that caught that to catch it now. So that's one that's putting a lot of people at risk. Mm. Uh, for the people that's on um, like welfare, WIC, that's getting ready to run out. It's going it's to run. Uh, snap, snap benefits will last through February, and I think WIC is only going to last through January. Um, you have, you got damn. the TSA worker staging sick outs because they're forced to be First, to force to work without being paid. So I think it was like terminals at the Miami airport are being closed. It's because they don't have enough workers Damn. to work. Them. That's a big. That's a bigger issue too. Because right. yeah. like if you're if you're not being paid, uh, anybody who's not being paid, you're less motivated. You're less, less motivated to do your job, right? And at the end of the day, we're talking about airport security. People look at it like not that big a deal now, but um, I'm willing to bet that. At some point during this, somebody's gonna try it. Somebody's right. gonna. So yeah, somebody gonna try to pull it. Now's the yeah. time to get a brick through. Yeah, some, <laughs> somebody's gonna try it because Shoot, if, you, if, if you coming right. from LA, you might want to get you a couple pounds of yeah, bring your suitcase. Right, because people, I'm not risking my life. I'm not gonna get paid. Right, for right. Like, nobody's you know scanning the day. You just all right. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah for, right. like quick pat down. You, you, you not really, you're not really looking hard at that passport. You just all right. Go ahead. Yeah, like these people, and then they they work in their regularly scheduled right, shifts so mm-hmm. for free. For like, free, for, for free. Like you gonna tell me I can't take no breaks? I can't do nothing. I'm I'm literally working Fuck here that. for free, and I'm those paychecks. They they issue letters like send these to your creditors. Right, that's as not if, gonna work. As if these, well, I mean, they gonna the Ain't creditors gonna say okay. They are gonna say okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You gonna still garner interest. Mm-hmm. You gonna still owe us on the back end. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to provide us with something. Wow. You know what I mean? So it, right. it's just America's becoming a joke. Very much so. Yeah. I said it. I said it a long time ago. Like when 
like Gary Coleman and Arnold Schwarzenegger and people like that was becoming governors and yeah. mayors and yeah. stuff like that. I said at some point we are going to put somebody as the president of the United States yep. that just has no business being right. there and just looked up. Donald and here we Trump. go. Did you right. see his well, speech when he's comparing a wall to a wheel? To a w- will believe, or wheel? To a a wheel. I couldn't believe wow. it. I was like, this is this can't be real life. Like right. what what he's actually how he's talking. I'm like, yo, like just American citizens to actually go for this shit? Like it's crazy. I I got a coworker. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's a Trump supporter. So I I you know, throw questions to him just just to see where his head is at. Mm-hmm. Um I asked him the other day um uh, no, yesterday I, I asked him about the um this wall and I'm like wouldn't it be wouldn't it make more sense to hire more people to patrol and secure the they border need, rather than building a wall? They don't need more people to secure the border. They have the CBP, the Customs Border Patrol, which does that exact job. And not only that, they have additional agencies that do that exact job. They don't need more people to he has made his gripe with Mexico. His mm-hmm. entire campaign has been built around mexico and what what did mexico do to like mexico ain't do shit to us let me let me let me say this we live in that we live on the east coast live Mm -hmm. philadelphia new york dc or whatever wherever you live right Right. you are very hard pressed to walk down the street and see somebody mexican that just is what it is but the way that he tries to make it seem is like they are flooding the streets of america and causing all All of this all kinds of chaos causing all kinds of chaos they're trying to get a dollar there are a lot of mexicans in south philly now though i know this that's fine that's what's up right it's a lot of mexicans in south philly i mean not that there's anything wrong it's a lot of italians there too right they're legally they actually may have businesses like a whole section so it's a lot of italians there too right so for me it's like if the Italian community community can pop up with right. you know stores and little right. communities and buy up all the properties, I'm about and stuff to say, like that. send a city go all the way to Washington Avenue now. Right. How about that? So <laughs> to me, it's like it's like what are we really? He's painted this picture of what Mexican people are, right? And if if it is if so we the, allow so the him to do that, if we allow him to do that, like we just as bad as him. Just like, as bad as him, right? Nah, I tell you, you know, when I lived in L.A., like. And I I don't want to come off as stereotypical when I say this, but Mexicans they fucking work, yeah. like yeah. Work just it. they they work like people that the shit that we want anybody anybody that we want even do a lot of the, a lot of heartbeat. people that come from overseas they have a stronger a work ethic than the average average American does right. We take shit for a joke. Yeah. You know, Americans, we take shit for a joke. Uh, I remember when I moved to L.A. and I was in, uh, I went for uh, for a job at Home Depot. And, um, you know, we, we it was like an orientation type of situation. They was hiring everybody. And, I mean, let me tell you, bro, them Mexican boys in there, them young boys that was my age, like, they was really, like, listening. Like, it was niggas mm-hmm. in there. Like, it, it was niggas. Like, you know, we was in there. But no one was listening. Like, these Mexican niggas had notebooks at a Home Depot yeah. orientation. But that just go to show, like, they serious. They, they want to get this shit done. Right. They want to get this shit to the next level. They ain't, they, they ain't, they ain't poised about anything. They want to get this shit done. And see, we take shit for granted out here. Like, the, the 
but the reason for that is because nine times out of ten, well, probably ten times out of ten, whenever you see people from other uh, countries that are over here trying to get jobs, they're usually supporting whole families. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, so true. Mexican people are over here sending money back home. African Man. people are over here sending, sending money back home. back home. Asian people for sure. For sure, are sending, sending money back home. back home. Right. Are sending money back home. Like a lot of times, we are working for self, so we don't really care. So we don't really care right. a lot. We don't really care enough to. Um, you know, work as hard, and I feel like that's always our biggest problem. But whenever people from other cultures come over here, they seem like they're working ten times harder because they're they working are. for something other than themselves. Mm. And I feel like with the whole Trump thing—I hate even saying that man's name—but um, I forty-five. I, yeah, I feel like with the whole Trump thing, like I said, it's just been a, a conscious effort to paint this picture, and. There, his supporters are taking that picture and running from it. I, I read today that uh, GoFundMe is refunding all the money for that border yeah. wall. That As, they As they should have. As they should, yeah. Refunding everything. They shouldn't even allow that to go up. I can't right. even believe they allowed it to go up and get yeah, that far. How, how much did it? How much did they make? Like two twenty million. Twenty-two million. Twenty-two yeah, million. Yeah, what? Million. But let me tell you how dumb the U.S. is. This, yeah. this is how dumb the U.S. is, right? Yeah, channel. Yeah, we, please. There are support. We looked at it and said. These people are so dumb. They put in twenty-two million to the border wall, right? Right. So then, what we, what we did after that was the other people was like, "Nah, we are gonna make another joke. We are gonna raise five hundred thousand dollars to build a tunnel, and then another group raised a million dollars to for a ladder. And it was just yo. like, yo, y'all really think this is a game? Yeah. Like, and and all the while, it's memes like. No, this is how it is. Like we like living a meme. Yo, she said it. She just said this shit is a game. Like, and Dick Gregory should say that same quote all the time. This shit is a game. And so, what was you saying? I was saying all the while, Flint still doesn't have, have clean water. water. Clean water. And listen, and here while we talking about this dude, forty five, right? No one's bringing up the fact that here's a man who said when he was asked by a woman about his daughter, "What do you have in common?" You know what he said? Sex. Another situ, another situation, another situation. When uh, he said, um, "Damn, what did he say?" He said, uh, "I'm sorry, guys." He said something like, um, "Freak, freak, freak." It'll come back to yeah, me. I'm sorry. Back. It'll come back. So, Mark, I want I want to ask you this question. Um, you know, while while the government workers are not working, you know, do you think it's do you think this could be a time for them to create their own businesses instead of like marching and, and picketing and stuff like that? So I want, I want you to a- answer that question also with, you know, in your eyes, what do you think the solution could be for this shutdown? <laughs> you are my honest solution. My solution. And I think what is, what is going to end up happening is this. In the next ten years, the whole the presidency that's gonna go out the window. It's a mm-hmm. wrap. It's gonna be martial law. Like we can't get shit in order. The um the military is gonna take over, mm-hmm. and it'd be a best time right now if you just learn how to become non-dependent to the government, mm. non to the government to just like uh, politicians to officials to just to other people learn how to be self-sufficient, learn so how to do things on your own and just become and get used to being uncomfortable. Because it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Mm. And it has to get worse before it gets better. Bro, I, I want to ask this question for y'all, but I want you to say what you want to say. But should we stop paying taxes? Yes, collectively. I, I think so. Hmm. 
Brit. It's just like the boys, the, the bus boycotts. It doesn't work unless we're all doing it. How about that? You know what I mean, if one person is doing it, they, they can le- use leverage to share right. a, group, a small group of people that do it, and we use leverage. But if we're all doing it, you can't. You, that's like if you go into like a Target, mm-hmm. we all decide to take you out the store. You can't. You can't. All. Can't get all. Oh, okay. It ain't happening. Right. So a couple things. So the the not paying taxes thing. That's a great idea. You know, there's always those select few that are not going to be down with the cause. Mm-hmm. So, but. Um, the biggest problem to me is that there's a government shutdown right now. People aren't being paid. However, all of Congress is making six figure salaries and they're Crazy. taking all of that money. Right. Wow. They're, they're taking all of that money home. So I wow. feel like if you're the, if you are in the direct forefront of an issue, you need to be the main people affected by it. Mm. And, um, cause I feel like there is no, 45 is never going to have uh, a feeling about something being shut down. He's very nonchalant about it because the guy's a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. He's been a millionaire his whole life. Like, he doesn't know what it's like to live pay to paycheck to paycheck. So he's not mm-hmm. going to understand what it means for these people to not be able to take money home to right. their families, right? And then most of the people in Congress may not either. So right. while they're, they have these cushy six-figure jobs, mm. they get to take home money every day. So they're not really affected by the struggle like everybody else. So getting this done has become a pride contest. Right. right. It's less about the fortunes of these people, the misfortunes of these people at this point, and more about Donald Trump being able to tweet, yeah, I walked into a room and I said, you know, border wall or no border wall. They said no. So I I said, this is a waste of time. Waste of time. Have a good night. Wow. He's able to say that and laugh and joke when there's hundreds of thousands of people not being able to pay their bills and stuff like that. Yeah. For me, the where the presidency goes after this, and I'm fairly happy about it, is the fact that Donald Trump becoming the president of the United States has opened the door for a woman to be the president. Oh hell yeah. Because at this point at this point we we have gotten to the point where we have made such a joke out of it that anything would be better at this point. And I feel like now we've gotten to the point where that's going to open the door for a woman to be the president. See who the but with, with what the, just to echo off what Malcolm was saying though there there are like certain executive orders in place where though Trump can he can shut it down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. pulls martial law and and like, cause I just feel like he's a baby, and he's not gonna want to give that Absolutely. rattle away. Absolutely! Oh my God! He's not gonna want to just give that rattle away. Right. He's not, right. It's not only it's not even that he's a baby. He's he's a narcissistic yeah. sociopath. That right. Yeah. Right? yeah. For and sure. And I feel like with him, what's going to happen is he's Donald Trump's whole thing for as long as he's been in the public eye is for him to be able to flex and facilitate his power mm, right speak on him being the him wanting to be the president was a power move he felt like he mm-hmm. was the biggest businessman in yep. the world and there is nothing else for him to be able to do other than to be the most powerful the, leader of right, the world right the country. he got into that position so for me the next thing that he does is flex his power for real and show i can shut everything down but with this the longer the shutdown lasts like we 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 run the chance of losing our triple a credit rating 
and you already have countries backing off the dollar. Yeah, like this is talk more about serious. Like talk more about really getting serious because if we keep having countries backing not using the dollar. That's just gonna that's gonna just kill the economy even more, and then the, then the, then if we don't even have a credit rating, we can't get money from anybody else. It's, it's going to really cripple. He's gonna he's gonna he's about to take so, this shit so, all the way so over. So name the countries that are pulling out from the dollar. Uh, India just did. China. Uh, United Arab Emirates. Oh um, shit! I believe so. We we can go to Dubai China. now. China also. And listen, wow. China. Oh my bad. No, go ahead. China I, just. Uh, Put all this billions of dollars, sorry guys, into Africa because they China's running out of resources and Africa has so much land that's not being used that they put billions of dollars into Africa so they can mm-hmm. get them resources. So maybe this is like, I don't know, like Trump on some dumb shit. No one's getting paid. Maybe this is like the start of what's to come of. Crazy thing about that is China is so fucking smart, yo. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like uh, we we allow European people to make us believe that Africa is a is a that's a, two countries a non viable right. source site. There, it's a not it's a place you don't want to build. It's a place it's too hot. It's it's too dry. It's too this. It's too that. I am telling you, China is going to build a goddamn amazing something over there yeah. like it is it's they're going to industrialize portions of africa that we never thought could be industrialized because we allow european people to make us think that that was not possible so this is the thing with when it comes to africa i, I sent y'all the the article mm-hmm. um as far as us investing in africa and in, in, in property stocks and stuff like that i was yeah. doing some research on that and just getting into the uh, Johannesburg Stock Exchange is mm-hmm. is nothing to do. I mean, it's, I mean, when I say nothing, it's, it's so easy to right. do. Like we should all be on that. You know what I mean? But um, it's not even it, that. We should be on. Uh, like, there's so much that Africa offers. Like, absolutely. Just to keep down this rabbit hole for a second. Like, even uh, in the um, the vacation industry, like they right. make it seem like you know you can't travel to Africa. There's not these beautiful places, but like. Nairobi, Kenya, Ghana, all mm-hmm. of these places are like they're masterpieces. And Absolutely. We get told that like these aren't places you should be and stuff right. like that. It's another, still it's still a third world continent. Another right. place too is Haiti. Like I'm I'm actually looking to plan a trip to go to Haiti. I'm mm. looking yo, it's Haiti is freaking beautiful. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's the stuff they don't even show you in the United States. But I'm looking at these vlogs and people's they they're putting up videos and stuff. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. One of my good friends is from Haiti. Right, mm-hmm. and we're planning to go there next year for uh, carnival. Right, her family lives in a fifteen-bedroom mansion on the water in Haiti, mm. where she lives is immaculate, yeah, and they make it seem like Haiti is this desolate yeah. place. Yeah, especially right. after the earthquake no, and stuff, they made it seem like it was Smile. like uninhabitable, and right. it's not like that at all. In the they show you, when they show you pictures or videos of Haiti, it's like they living in huts and shit. Like, like Britt just said, a fifteen bedroom mansion on the on the beach. Yeah, that's some Hollywood shit. Yeah. Even like the right. um, when they remember they used to have like the feed the children you know, campaigns and all that. I mean, they, they still doing that today. When they they talking about Haiti is so bad and they got to get drinking water from a shitty creek or nah, something they gotta like do that. that in Detroit. 
Right. Exactly. How about yeah. they do that in Flint? How about that? They got to do that in Michigan. They got to. Like, How about We it? got more problems than a, a, a bunch of these other places exactly. have. But we allow our uh, our government to paint these pictures that aren't yeah. really accurate. Mm-hmm. Where you kill that. They paint these pictures uh, like, like the media, right? Like, let me get back to Trump 45. Here we in this whole um, uh, R. Kelly or Me Too movement, right? Here, um, Trump is another guy who uh, used to touch his daughter in inappropriate ways and Let's talk about us. his daughter in inappropriate ways. So uh, for, for, for a father to say things like, if she wasn't my daughter, I would marry her. Ew. Uh, what, do you, what do you and your daughter have in common sex? Like, who are you to this, to this, to, to this, to this child or this woman? Goes, goes Can you imagine yeah. that here, here we was up in arms about Clinton getting a blowjob from Monica? Imagine him banging Ivanka and his wife in the White House. Imagine yeah. if Barack was doing this. It's crazy. Well, that's not even, that's not even <laughs> possible. Yeah, that's like, not even fathomable. Like, if he... Barack, in order for him to have been the president of the United States, he couldn't be no different than perfect. Like, mm-hmm. they talked about that man smoking cigarettes. Like, right, for real. He smoked weed in college. Like, stuff like that. The amount of things that 45 has done that is common knowledge and crazy. nobody cares about it. We still voted him in. We. Well, we. Don't put not that we, no, 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 but the they. Did. They still but voted him in. Sorry. If, if you take a look at that documentary, that 11-9 Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit 11-9. Yeah, Fahrenheit 11-9. Thank you. D- here, Michael Moore shows you how Hillary Clinton had a landslide, 85% to 15. Mm-hmm. How do you flip that? He, she had every major state won. They was at the glass building ready to celebrate. It was a how wrap. How about that? Right. 2.26 in the morning, Donald Trump, the president of the United States. Yeah. Hey, I mean, go figure, well, right? Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll come right back because we have shit. we just getting started on, on, on the bullshit we about to talk about. So just uh, stay with us. And this is No Vaseline Podcast. We'll be right back. Sure. And we back. It's No Vaseline Podcast. a podcast that gives you the raw truth. Even if it hurts live from the 215, it's me, cool guy. P in house, we got. Antoine. In the house we got. Malcolm. Sick as a motherfucker. In the house we got. Maddie Mac. Goddamn. In the house we got. The only person with common sense. Okay. Damn. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> My sister, Britt Booker. In the place to be. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Britt. They know already. I'm sorry. But anyway. So, the meat potatoes of this show. Goes none other to the talk of the town for the past two weeks, brother R. Kelly, Rob, Rob. brother Rob, Robert Sylvester Kelly, yeah. Robert Sylvester. Sylvester? Got old oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> you know when I hear Sylvester, I'm thinking about the uh, the disco uh, dude queen. Dance with me in the disco. Come on in. <laughs> oh shit! Damn, Sylvester Kelly. Robert Sylvester, Robert Sylvester Kelly. Kelly. God damn it. I mean, shit, I don't even know where to start. Like, I mean, start with the with the documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. We'll, we'll call this one for the No Vaseline podcast. We'll call it uh, Surviving the uh, Colorado Room. 
The wood room. The wood room. Oh my god. Um, we can we we can go to Andrea Kelly, kind of caper for the brother. Just saying, but you know what? I want to start with this question: Is it wrong to enjoy someone's art even if that artist is fucked up? So at first, I was I was like, yo, I I literally went on my phone and deleted anything that R. Kelly has ever. I can't, I can't do I that. did it right uh-huh. I did but then that question creeped into my mind right right because uh I don't know if y'all know but this shit about to hit the fan right absolutely everybody's about to go down absolutely right? everywhere and I saw earlier that they about to put out a documentary about Michael Jackson. Yeah. Now, anybody who knows me knows my That's love fucked for up. Michael Jackson. No, no, wait a minute, though. <laughs> anybody who knows me knows my love for Michael Jackson. I am sorry. I will not delete anything. I'm putting that disclaimer out there right now. I will not delete anything that Michael Jackson has made off of my phone. I will not. I will continue to bop. I will listen to this place hotel ten times. <laughs> That's my in shit. In a row. That's and my shit. I I will not have a bad feeling about it. Now, the it the reason why I say it's about to hit the fan though is because like immediately when I watched the, the R. Kelly documentary, I started thinking about like other people who've actually mm-hmm. been in open relationships Relationship with young with, girls. With young girls, right? Jay Z, right? Mm. People try not to talk about that, but like. I mean, he talks about it in one of his songs about how he first spotted Beyonce when she was like she was, 16. She was 16, 17. When he first and he spotted her. he said they talked on the phone for a whole year. He waited, he waited. for her to turn 18. Right. Wow. But Beyonce not even the one. Like, everybody knew him and Foxy, Foxy was a thing. Now, I, I, I heard that Foxy's come out and denied that they, they've had any type of sexual relations. Now. Just just to put it out there. Even, but take Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim came out before she was yep. 18. 18. And everybody knows she everybody knows she's with Biggie. With but let's, let's talk about the hardcore out. I, I just saw uh, one of the homies p- uh, posted it today that she was like 16 to 17 when they shot that cover. Yeah. Right. She was yeah. Eight. She she the cover where she's on the on on the polar bear with the with the yeah, yeah. everybody that, that everybody jacked off to. She 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 was young, um, and that is the reason why I believe that all of these guys at some point. It's all about to start coming out. I even saw where they was talking about uh, Diddy's son Justin's mother was like sixteen when, when she he got when she got pregnant. He was like oh, twenty four. So it's like this is this is it. It's going, but I mean Elvis Presley moved his wife into his house. Uh, well, moved, I don't know if, it, if he had married her yet, but mm. he moved in. She was fourteen. I'm, I mean, God took Mary. She was thirteen. <laughs> Mary was 13 when she had Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but real, real quick, man, before I, I, I throw it to you, like, the reason I asked this question is because, like, I mean, popular, I mean, contrary to popular opinion, R. Kelly made some great fucking music. And it's hard for me to do, to get rid of it. Now, am I defending them? Absolutely not. But I still watch the Cosby Show when the Cosby Show still comes on. When it does, 
I mean, yeah, I think it is. TV I, one I, tends I to throw it on at like two in the morning on on, on a Friday night. Every now and again, but but, but yeah. did they take Seventh Heaven off TV? I mean, yeah, yeah they. You know what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know if think so know. because they still probably comes on the on the Hallmark Channel. What, what a, the guy that played the, the dad was like? He, he was, was a child molester. molester. But you don't hear about that all the time. You know, so, you hear about it, but you don't hear about it all the time. So it is, I, I feel like you're getting into the realm where like you, you kind of try to make a justification right i'm 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 not but i'm just saying like i i enjoy the artistry even though the artist is fucked up am i am i bad for enjoying the artistry Nah, you're not bad for enjoying the artistry. I, like realistically like i i'm when i went into my uh my apple music or whatever right and when you go to r kelly right mm-hmm. it's one thing to see his albums but like when you click on him as like a composer or a writer like you don't even realize how many things yeah. that that man has touched. Yeah, mm. A lot. No He's pun. No pun intended. Like, okay, so I, I was uh, trying to see where he was going with you, it. You, you have no idea how many songs he has been a part of, and it's hard. Like I feel like because with him, it it is worse for me with him because I have a hard time enjoying the artistry because his artistry was directly related to. The, the monstrous stuff he was doing like he was writing songs about mm, yeah that's a good it. point like to find out that like to find out bump and grind was associated with a 16 year old girl it just don't right. have the same effect aj number wait wait wait, 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 wait. all right yeah. i know i know about aging up but but please i, I don't know so like how does bump girl, and grind correlate with it with a girl the video, so the girl in the the girl on the um on the uh the documentary lisa van van allen allen she said all of his songs were written about the girls he were dealing with at that specific wow. time. For me to know that he's been dealing with girls that range from 14 to 17 on a regular basis, he I only seen three girls who were of age, who were 30, 33 or whatever. Right. The rest of those girls were all young girls. So to know that during that time he came out with Bump and Grind, I mean the opening line say my mind telling my my mind telling me no, but my body telling me yes. Like to think that to think that he wrote that song and it's every song is an inspiration. But it, but it's all right. But not, not justifying nothing, but just to say like it was a lot more rampant than we thought. Just think about Keith Sweat. You may be young, but you're ready. Yes. Ready to learn. You're oh, not a little shit. girl anymore. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Like, Bell Bill yeah, DeVoe Bell backstage Bill underage. Yes. Fuck. Shit is crazy. Analyze this shit. This shit is sick. Yeah. But, 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 like, but the mute, but it, you know what it is? You know what's fucking this up? It's just the frequency of the music. It's the rhythm. It's going to catch us. But what they saying is, is, is fucked up. Most like I know it's it's a fucked up situation, y'all. But how but how you not gonna play R if how you not gonna play Mike or how can you play Mike if you're not gonna play R though? Because wasn't Mike on the same type time? Uh, well, well, that that's what they say. I'm not saying he is. You know what I mean? I. <laughs> <laughs> not on the same time. Like my thing, my thing about it is this. Like for one, I think it was a, it was a, uh, I think it's a time thing, right? Because being my age, right, I remember being 14, 15, 16, 
and being approached by older guys on a regular mm -hmm. and like that was a normal thing the first guy that i dated when i was like that i had like a serious actual boyfriend i was 16 and he was 20 21 throws ass in jail right boy like and to think about it now <laughs> it didn't mean nothing to me then but to think about it now like if if i had a daughter who went and that's it i didn't know how old he was he lied to me he told me he was 18 right, right. Mm. but like to oh shit yeah okay. so to think about it now it's kind of like at that time i feel like guys was doing that on a regular like it they was were so we, we, we had a lot of chicks that but we to, knew in high school that they older dudes, older dudes. Like, they, we, and, they had the car they I had remember, the you know what i'm I saying remember meeting a guy i remember being 14 i, I played basketball or whatever like that so i was always coming across guys i had a whole bunch of guy friends whatever like that i remember meeting a guy um he was 20 i was 14 Mm. right and i remember him asking me like how old are you and me being like i'm 14 like i wasn't one of them girls that lied about my age right mm -hmm. like i'm 14 and i remember him saying oh well are you allowed to have friends like i'm barely allowed right. to watch right. rated r movies right. how about that <laughs> but, and because i knew that this was going this part of the conversation would come up like i reached out to a lot of my male friends and i, I just asked him like well how old were you when you first had your you know your first intimate interaction with a, with a girl or a woman and a lot of them to my surprise not even to my surprises when i think about it it's kind of like it kind of happened to me too i was younger and the girl was older mm. and it happened when i was young not as a teenager right. before i would even before i was a teenager maybe 10 11 12 years old and the girl was way older Shit. And I asked, I asked him because I, I knew that with, with the archive, uh, this the, this topic was gonna come up a lot because I seen a lot of the memes where, like, people were saying y'all were the same ones that was rolling out with the drug dealers and stuff at the school and all that. So right. it just had me thinking. I was like, and I thought back to you know first time I had done anything intimate, anything like that. I was like, man, I was kind of young. She was kind of old. Mm. And that, that that happens a lot. Like it's, it's, it happens a lot on both sides. Yeah, yeah this it, is true. Because it, it made me think about that. You know, as being a, a woman, it made me think about like being thirteen, fourteen, walking down the street, and the dude driving the car honking the horn mm -hmm. at you, and you like, who you talking to me? Like, I, right. and, well, got a full beard. You know what I mean? And I'm thirteen years old, and I remember, uh, you know, being approached by guys who was way older, being approached by guys who was. You know, like, oh, you, especially the guys that wasn't in college, they was like on the street on the type street, bulls or whatever yeah. like that. Like, they was 20, 21, 22, and we was kids. Right. And they, they had no issue with dealing with girls who was wild young. Like, right. nobody cared about that. You know what that remind me of? Remember, you remember Belly? Yeah. Little, uh, I was... You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. Her name, but she. Keisha. No, no, the other one, Vita. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Vita. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was. She, you know what she said on the movie. Yeah. So it's just like, it, like all of this. It, I, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. Like, you, you got a lot of, you got a lot of young fatherless women out there. Mm -hmm. They see an older dude that has some kind of attraction to him. So it's like, oh, I never, I, I don't, I never knew what love was from a, from a man. Mm -hmm. This guy, you know what I'm saying? See, I, I disagree with that slightly, but and I can only speak in context. Myself, but right, right. 
but like I know for me like when I was young and like older guys would approach me and I'm talking like had hair on their face and mm-hmm. like it it intimidated me because I'm like what Who? you want with me Who's like this Grizzly Adams nigga right? what you want with me like because right. I'm you know like because I was an actual kid. Right, like I watched cartoons and like you know what I mean. Like absolutely, I went through the natural progression of becoming an adult. Right, you know what I mean? right. And people use that as an excuse, like oh she was fast or oh she was, you know she ain't look young. Which I hate when men say that. That shit yeah. drives me up no, a people, wall. I don't care how physically developed she is. You can always tell. Yeah, like absolutely, you can always tell. You can always tell. Like she's no, she's young. No. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then like you know, people be like, oh well, she she wasn't built like no kid or nothing like that. Like I just feel like that's desensitizing uh, America specifically right. against uh, you know women of color because we do tend to uh, blossom faster. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like uh, it it got you got so used to seeing. Yeah, older guys you know. going after younger girls yeah that nobody really paid any paid attention, attention to, to it. it like when i was in high school my boyfriend was in college mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. when i was in high school my dude was in college and it didn't seem unnatural to me until watching watching it on uh watching the r kelly documentary and thinking back to that time and thinking Yo, you was in college. You was twenty one. Right. It's all of these girls around. It's all these women around that are the same age right. as you. Right. But you want me, and I'm a junior in high school. Like it just don't make sense. What you think it was? Like, it, it makes sense. It's sense to it. It's, it's to me. To, to me, I think that a lot of I feel like older guys, especially in R. Kelly's case, I feel like older guys. I feel like there's a, a misconception on what like relationships are, right? Mm. And I feel like there's this thing where men believe that there's this hunter prey relationship, right, right? Right. And I feel like guys always feel like they're lions and women are gazelles, right? Mm. And if you constantly live by that that creed, you're always chasing something you feel like you can conquer. Right. And I feel like when older guys go after girls who are uh very young very young minded essentially you're chasing the gazelle that's injured how about that uh, yeah you know the, what I the mean? easy catch exactly because yeah. they're impressionable they're people that you you ain't really gotta tell a whole lot to right, right. they mm-hmm. cool if you come around and talk to them for a little bit call their cell phone make them feel good or whatever right. like that. and then and you ain't really gotta do no whole lot of work so to me i feel like they was they were the easy targets Therefore, it was easy for older guys to move in on that kind of territory than to have to deal with somebody who was their equal or beyond. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have a question. Um, you know, in, in the midst of this documentary, is is there a point where we should hold the girls accountable for what they did? The only people that I hold accountable on that that documentary is those women who was 33, right. 35. Right. Exactly. Like, you live life hmm. you knew like some of them women was like oh we went to the house he told us he dealt with other women blah 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 that is the most insecure thing i've ever heard in my life hmm. there's not a, never a time where somebody's gonna be able to look at me tell me to uproot my life move clear across the country and move into a house with a whole bunch of other women so we can share you Hmm. Like there's never a, <laughs> there's never a time where that conversation would be possible for me, mm-hmm. right? And then you know because the, the one older woman was like, "Well, I was in love with him," and I'm confused because I'm like, "How can you? 
how can you be in love with somebody that you know is not yours? Mm. You know, you, you know that this person is being shared with 20 other people. You get moved into a house, you're put in a room where you're forced to live a certain way. And your automatic thing is like, I can, I love this person. I can fix this situation. Those three women that were on that tape that were that age, I feel like they, they are responsible for their actions. Cause and that, that's another thing. Cause I was watching, I saw a clip of a red, red table talk and they, they had the chick, uh, Lisa Van Allen on yeah. and she was talking about how, you know, yeah, I felt like, you know, I could be the one to change them or, you know, let them see or make them see the light or make them see the other side. Mm-hmm. So and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, and that's why I asked this question because I feel like, you know, a lot of the, I don't say a lot, but some of, some of the girls that was involved with him, lied about their age just to get next to him. And so did he. They didn't have to though. And they didn't. They, really did, they didn't have to, but they did. Like it was. It was once. Chris, if he if, if he's hanging out at high schools and he's hanging out at the mall. See, I, I didn't. Like I didn't that, see that. If part. he's doing these that part, so things, right, no. they don't have to they lie, have about, to lie the about the age. age. He right. already knows. Right. He knows how old they are. And the thing about it is, you can look. You can put ten women in a lineup, right? There's a clear indicator of 18 and under. I'm yep. sorry. It, the, it is absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the minute you start talking, to, the minute you start talking to them, mm-hmm. you you know. You will know how, how about that? You will know how old they absolutely. are. Absolutely. So for me, it's like yeah, the only people that I hold responsible, and I and I give them some leeway too because is the women you know, who they know were manipulated. But those women that were 30, 35, 30, whatever they were, mm-hmm. to me, I don't really feel like they have an excuse. You made a choice. You made a clear choice to participate in that. Now the women that was the girls that were say the 14, girls, right. 15, yeah, no, nah, you can't 16, can't blame them. 17, even 18, those yeah, girls still... I, I don't feel like they have any responsibility in this matter at all. But it was it was one sister when I I saw I think this was I want to say part 5 of it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see the whole all six, but I saw part 5 and it was it was one sister that was um she was, I think she was like 15 or 16. Yeah. And in the midst of the trial, of him in trial, mm-hmm. she would go down to the courthouse. Like, she would skip school. She was a fan. She was a fan mm-hmm. or whatever. She part. was, you know, skip school to go down to the down to the trial. Yep. She wanted to meet him. And he sent she her was the supporting. little note. No right. Yep. So, you know, she gets back to his crib. Mm-hmm. And, you know, told her, yeah, walk this way, then come back. All right, do it again. Then when you come back, take your top off and mm-hmm. take your bikini off and all of that. But with that girl, I feel like, and she even told him that she was eighteen, but she was really sixteen. So it's like, I mean, R. I feel Kelly's like he's a child predator, man. Like he, obviously, he but sees young looking. And the thing about it was, yeah. No, but what what I'm trying to say is like women. Women like that who know what they're getting themselves they into. Don't know, I don't though. think she's so I feel, I feel like they do. Know. No, they did not know. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. Like, you know she, what she don't know what she's getting herself why into. Why is she? Bro. Why is a sixteen-year-old going down? Why is a sixteen-year-old going down to a courthouse to go see R. Kelly? Like. Fuck is she doing? You're supposed to be in school. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. Like, but even like even if she was, she was a, even if she was a, a fan, a sixteen year old fan, like a fan and, shouldn't be going down to the courthouse and then I, getting I a agree. letter from R. Kelly and then going to his mansion. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. How old, but how old was R. Kelly uh, during the, the first trial? 
30s, right? He was in his early, 30s, early right? Early 30s? Had so to be. Was, uh, had to be like early 30s. Right? Like, so what? think about it like this. Mm-hmm. You saying you feel like yeah, she knew, educate me you because feel, you saying you feel like she knew what she was doing, right? So R. Kelly had to be in his thirties, mid thirties at, at least at during least, that right. time, right? Mm-hmm. She's going down to the courthouse where he is on trial for sleeping with for, under age for, sta- for statutory rape for, in child pornography right. for child pornography, right? She's coming down to the courthouse to support him to support him. Never knowing that he even sees her. He, but somehow he picks her out of a crowd. And when I saw the pictures of these girls, they went, they didn't even look old back then. Like, these right. was young-looking right. girls. Yeah. So, to me, it's like, if she knew what she was doing, why would she lie to her parents about where she was going? Why would she... All of this, for me, it's like, he sold all of these girls the same dream, for the most part. About of promising them fame and fortune. Of I, I, course. Most of them was most of them was aspiring singers. Most of them was people that he told he could put on. Right. The other girl was in his music video, stuff like that. The thing about it is, all young girls had the same general issue, right? And it's wanting the acceptance of guys, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All girls kind of struggle with that at some point right and he wasn't just any guy and he's not just time. any right. guy he's a, right you know what i mean he's the r&b legend that's why i don't i can't blame i can't say it's her fault well, i'm not saying say it's she, her fault i can't even say she knew what she was getting into yeah never I can't go that far because her being so young and impressionable him being so big and having that stature like it's easy to kind of fantasize of what you think you might be getting into and then actually getting into what it is and seeing that oh no this shit ain't what i thought it was right and he's a bigger than life figure at that point so so can i rephrase it as from she knew what she was doing or she knew what she was getting herself into can i rephrase that to she knew what she was doing she knew she i i i I could see you can she she knew in her mind that she wanted to show support to R. Kelly, I don't think she ever thought in a million years that she would he would actually her. notice her. Right, and right. then I think once, once like he noticed her, I think all logic left. Like all logic left. She would have done whatever at that point because right. the impossible mm. just she happened. Think about it exactly. like this, though. Think about okay. it like this, though. You, 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 y'all, y'all could go to a middle school today. Y'all could go to a middle school. I don't want to do that. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> y'all could go to a middle school today. And, and 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 let's say they was like you know these guys have this podcast and they come in to film from the school young girls are gonna come and they're gonna be interested in y'all just because that's just the natural progression of how things work right and let's say you kick off a conversation with one of them young girls right mm-hmm. automatically how do they act i remember when got when older all, all guys I remember when older guys used to come to, you know, they used to come talk about college and like stuff right. like that. And they used to come to the school. It was always this. You see these older guys you think is unattainable or whatever. Like, imagine being a superstar on top of that. There's no way she knew what she was doing. Right. She saw mm. something that she thought was unfathomable and it became a reality. Right. Mm. And he used he he, he used that. Like he that, used that, that, that was that was his way to get him right. That's why that nigga sick. Yeah, he used that to victimize her. At the end of the day, there's nothing. I remember, like, wholeheartedly being 13, 14, 15. I know, I remember what my mindset was. So to think that he had 14 year old girls 
having threesomes. Right. At 14, like, I couldn't even fathom right. that. Right. That's, that's, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, the amount of brainwashing you got to go through to be able to convince somebody who's not even comfortable with their body yet right. to do those sorts of things. Like, because you, yeah. you can't even say that, 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 that it's fucking impossible. Okay, I, I can smoke a bag of that. I, I got you. Matt, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, and add on top of that, and just for him... Just like yeah, like he he preyed on these little girls because how can you be that young? You don't know what you're doing. And see, this is what got me so fucked up. To, to get off R. Kelly right quick, just to talk about regular guys that be talking to these young girls like they be waiting out of high schools and shit like that, right? It's like, bro, like it's it's a mental thing. Like you meant something. It's it's a disconnect. Like something happened long ago, whereas though you really want to take control of this girl like mm. instead of being like this equal companion and this loving person to this girl this woman right um to your equal you want to be like this controlling being that's like that don't work you know what i'm saying that won't work so it, it baffles me how these guys be waiting for the, praying on these young girls be waiting on these young girls because i used to see this shit all the time coming out of pepper and shit and it's mm. like niggas actually waiting on the ramps from yeah, communications, yeah, playing the let out. Let's go play the. Let's go play the let out. And it's like, yo, like, <coughs> she even at the skating rinks. Yo, when I was, when I was in middle school, the under I, eighteen clubs. When I was in middle school, no. First of all, let me tell you how big a farce I think that is. I'll touch that in a second. But okay. when I was in middle school, I remember the guys from the the nearby high school used to call it playing the let out, and they used to just come and sit on the side and they wait for. The young girls will come walk by and they pick them off, right? One by one. The big, and, and so to touch that other thing though, the biggest first that I've ever seen in my life is clubs that are 18 to enter, 21 to drink. Or clubs that used to 18 be and under. 18 and under. Shout out to Club X. Because Ur- Urban Expressions. 923. Club <laughs> Urban Expressions and 923. 923. Wild 923. Wild 923. And this wild, they was 18 and under clubs. How many times you see somebody 27, 28 yep. walking all around? All the time. Of course. All right? The time. It, it, Act like they security. It's, no, not even. No, not even security. Because they didn't card nobody. Oh, they didn't card you. They didn't oh, card shit. nobody. God damn. What you getting? A, yeah. a, a library card? Right. Hilarious. We right. didn't have IDs. Right. You know what I mean? So they wasn't even card nobody. I remember being in dances. I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember being in dances and most of the guys there were old. Were old. Yeah. Most of them. Wow. Yeah. Most of the guys there were old. Like, what are you even doing here? Right. Other than the fact that the cover was five dollars, I think. <laughs> right? Yeah, what? Yep, like five dollars. So like it, for me, right. it's like, what are you even doing here? But like I remember being a young girl and older guys constantly being, you know, like constantly mm-hmm. you know, where are you going? What you doing? You allowed to have friends? Can you have boyfriends? Stuff like that. Like and I just remember being like I, luckily I, f- I was the one that was kinda of just like, wait a minute. Like, I feel like that's the like the ultimate what you, what's the word I'm looking for? Like pedophile or even stalker phrase or question. Are you allowed to have friends? Yeah. It's like, you know she's young if you got to ask that right, question. Right. Right. If you have to ask that question, yeah, are you allowed right. to have you're friends? Are you allowed to have a boyfriend? You know yeah. she's young. Well, go ahead. And I just think, like, you know, most men or most dudes be insecure anyway. That's why they be talking to these young girls. Like, it's Ooh. something going Ooh, How about that? Yeah, they, it's, and it's a power trip. 
Like, um, I know a couple guys that talked to, had a couple altercation with a couple young girls, and I asked them, like, damn, bro, like, you, how old is Shorty? He tell me her age, and I'm like, yo, you like a whole decade older than her. What are you, what are you doing? And of course she not going to vibe with you. Y'all on two different wavelengths, and especially how we living in this day and age. Like, these young bucks ain't really on the same type time we on. Like, I'm an 80s baby. I'm 86. I, I dated a couple girls that's not too much younger than me. But even a girl that's probably, like, what? I'm 32. No, I was, what, 30? She was, like, what, like, 24? She didn't even work out. She just all on her phone. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> every, every, it's just you in the phone. You can't even, you, you know so you know what fucks me up nowadays? It's, like, the intimacy, right? It's, like, what happened to it? You know, it's like it's like you go out, you want to have fun, but it's like just being. What happened to being intimate? Like, you know what I mean? What happened to finding things out? Uh, you know, meeting somebody and tr- finding something. I was like, everybody is putting everything about themselves out there for you just to catch at that on on the gram in that one picture in that one post. It's like it's, that's called that's called the cheat code to figure somebody out. But I I want to I want to go deeper into this and talk about like double standards. When it comes to like, let's say you have a female teacher who has sex with a, a male student who's like 13 and the, t- the teacher's like 26. Yeah. Now, us guys, we, it's not big of a deal. Shoot, where was that teacher when I was in school? But let that, be the, let that be the other way around and all hell breaks loose. Nah, all hell breaks loose the other way now too, though. Yeah, now, but, um, mm. It breaks now too. Uh, first of all, I think anybody who is an actual adult that sleeps with a child, man right. or a woman, right, is a predator. I don't Absolutely. care. I don't care what it is. See, guys have this thing where y'all y'all prefer to play it the cool way. I saw a um, I saw the the Lil Wayne video. Oh shit! Where he was talking to uh, uh, Lil Twist. Twist. Lil Twist. And Twist was 15 at the time. And yeah. he was like, you fucking or whatever. And Twist was uh, kind of reluctant to say yeah, whether he was or was not. Right. I mean, he and, probably wasn't, but still. Yeah, and, and Lil Wayne kind of was just like, well, I was 11, right? And, and the shorty raped me, and I loved it, right? And it was kind of just like, mm-hmm. you dummy. Like, right. <laughs> you, A, you were, you, you were sexually assaulted. Right. Let's right. start there. Right. B, you have no idea. You don't even know what your body does and does not right. want at that mm-hmm. point. You don't even know what it does and what it does not do at that point. Absolutely. And most most men take this pride angle unless they were touched by a male. Mm-hmm. Right. How about mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's they true. take this pride mm-hmm. angle with yeah, I was uh I was, you know, I, I had sex with a twenty year old girl and I was twelve. Right. It's like no, you didn't have sex with anybody. No, right. You were you were molested. You were, you were molested. raped. You were sexually assaulted. No matter how you want to look at it, that person preyed on you, mm-hmm. and you were taken advantage of. But as for some reason, I feel like men try to take the power angle in that situation mm-hmm. and not try to be look at as being victimized. Right. Because I mean, okay. so for men, I guess because for so many men and like just being raised by other older men, we we were taught to view, you know, like that sexual encounter as like you're you're welcome in the manhood. Yeah. So it's your right to passage. Right, you're right to passage. So you're right, like you said, it's definitely sexual assault. It's definitely being preyed upon, but we just weren't taught to look at it like that. Mm-hmm. I I look at like um what was that movie? Antoine Fisher. Right. Okay. Where he I was, got I was he, he got that, he got okay. raped in the basement by was it his aunt? I think it was like his adoptive sister or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like or, that. Yeah, like but even it, yeah. even with R. Kelly 
you know, his brother came out and said that it was his older sister that was that was doing all this stuff to them. So right. it's just like when you hear something like that as a whole or as as, as society, do we I won't say give them a pass, but do we understand or is it something where it's just like, no, fuck that. Uh, well, I feel like at this point, like somebody's gonna have to come out and touch the fact that it's a it's a it's a black family problem for sure. Like, because mm-hmm. I know personally, I can count on both my hands the amount of people that I know that were molested by, right. by people in their family. Right, right. And um, it, it's this thing that kind of gets swept under the rug. It's this yeah. thing that's just like, yeah. don't say that, don't talk about that, and. The biggest problem about it is nine times out of ten, as a young girl, if you ever feel the need to come out and say, like, I can remember being younger and, um, you know, it's a guy that lived on my block or something like that. And be like, yo, he said, uh, you know, you growing up nice or something like that. Right. Oh, and I remember God. telling my mom being like, yo, well, you, buddy, down out the street, nice. buddy down the street said I'm feeling out nice or whatever. And my mom being like, stop being fresh. Like, yeah, I ain't getting you, right. like, I ain't doing something wrong by saying, you know, this is what's going on. I feel right. like as a culture, we've been taught that, one, young black girls are fast. Mm-hmm. We also teach the our boys that age ain't nothing but a number. Mm-hmm. We teach them that as Go long as she looks womanly, womanly mm-hmm. she is womanly. She right. is of age. Right, right. And... I feel like that starts at so young that and it's, it's so hard to repair because we've gotten to the point where we don't even look at it with with the right glasses on. Like right. we don't even look at it. There's no morals. There's no innocence left. Like I think I personally think that uh, like fathers who have sons who teach their sons like. You, you know, they, they try to teach their sons by, like, touching girls and stuff like that. Like, not, if they touch a girl at school, they come home and tell them, like, oh, don't do that, but, but yeah, like, like girls right. or whatever like that. Like, nah, you need to teach, that's, that's not how you supposed to, that's not how you're supposed to interact with the opposite sex. It's just mm-hmm, not how it's supposed mm-hmm. to go. But a lot of times I feel like we're perpetuating this cycle over and over and over again to kind of keep this manhood thing going. Yeah. And it's, it's backfiring yeah. on everybody. Art. We call it the artificial cool. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because like she she put a, a thumb on it. Because like here you got a situation where, um, you know, you just got people who just want to be something that they not. They're engaging in this cool shit. But what's there to be cool about? You know that shit not cool. Right. Like when you're young, you might know no better. Like you might not know no better. Like when you was bringing up the girls. You know, didn't they know what they was doing? Coming from where you coming from, from your perspective, Chris, yeah, that's what you're going to think. But you don't know where these girls was coming from. And that's why they was easy victims for this bull Rob. You know what I'm saying? For this bull Rob. For the simple. I love that. That's for, good. The, for the simple. <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> for the simple fact that he, knew, he, he know what he doing. <laughs> and, you know, he went through a situation. But he got to an age where he could have been, like, looking in the mirror, like, all right, man, I'm gotta get it together like i'm tripping out but no he continued doing what he's doing it's a video where he got his niggas with him picking out girls in the crowd are you saying you put the video up oh with him in the club yeah he like on stage right or something and he with his homies and oh. you, you coming home with me and oh you, that, that was his that was his performance at the apollo at the, yeah. at the apollo yeah, you see the video where he was talking about um 
Cause you wanted your, you got your passport and your shots. Yeah, yeah you want to come home. You want to come, come back, back to, to America with yeah. Rob. Like, do you have your passport? <laughs> Did you get your shots? It's a, a bigger issue too, though. Like at some point, people are gonna have to address this nigga the fact can that make up a song on the spot. Like, it, don't, I'm sorry. There's, a, there's a bigger problem. That at some point, people are gonna have to address the fact that a lot of the parents mm-hmm. was selling their kids away. Yeah, true, and yeah, one of true, the things yeah. that bothered me was watching the the um the two couples that were on there looking for their child. Now, I, it, and the child said life. she was cool. Like I'm I'm out living life. Nah, yeah. nah. Like my my she, thing. This what I saw the other day. I know, but right. my my thing. My problem with that was it's two sets of parents, right? And mm-hmm. their thing was I ain't seen my kid in three years or. My kid did this or my kid did this. And they both had the same story. They both had the story that was like their kid was a talented singer. R. Kelly said, I can make her a star. So you send your kid across states or you send your kid to a studio alone alone with a grown man. It's just so that he can make her a star. You think that she, that that child is gonna somehow be bringing you revenue. And then when they went missing, then it was like they was crying foul, right? And the biggest thing that bothered me was it was actual fathers on there that was sitting there like my baby been missing for three years and they on camera and my thing and, and, and me and my news. me and my husband was mm-hmm. watching it and he was like yo they would be interviewing me from jail from, from, I yeah, would be yeah. in shackles right now right. absolutely if that was my kid the the scene that irritated me the most was when they were standing outside of the studio throwing rocks at the window right. And they saw their daughter come to the window. And they was like, well, we're not leaving here tonight without her or whatever like that. And they ended up leaving and going back home without her. And my husband was like, yo, I would have set fire to that building. Yeah. I would have set fire to that building. R. Kelly was going to see me in every single state he ever went to. He He was going to see me every possible place he ever felt like. Mm -hmm. But these parents are just now coming out telling these sob stories when realistically... You in the wrong place because I would have been in prison. That's like that the video of the uh, the sister that was getting interviewed by TMZ, mm-hmm. and then you see like you see the shadow of like somebody coaching her from behind uh, the camera. Cut and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, yo, that's that's trippy. But I just wanted to. I'm sorry, Malcolm, you had you want to say something? Yeah, uh, uh, talking about um, correlate to a Britney was talking about. Um, you know, have you ever heard about a situation with R. Kelly and um, Aaliyah's? Um, one of uh, uh, I think R. Kelly's uh, Aliyah's uncle or father they own his publisher. His mm-hmm. uncle talking about that, yeah, yeah. yeah her, so her why uncle is that? Like, can can you talk more about that? Or that that's all? That was really I just that that was really what I heard. I heard that um, his he was an executive getting, at the record yeah, label. Yeah, he did. You're right. Okay, he was executive at the record label. And he he owns most of R. Kelly's publishing. That's he, why you know, that's why he's broke. You know, oh. his uncle gets most of the publishing. Yeah, he was a, he was an executive Checkmate. at the, he was an executive at the record label. At job? And that's uh, I don't remember which record label it was okay. at the time, but it, it was when he was first coming out. Okay. He was an executive at the record label. That's how um, R. Kelly got Aaliyah because he was a really good songwriter. Mm-hmm. He had a, a niece who could sing, so she, he partnered her with him to mm. kind of help build her career up. And then he obviously started doing what, they, what, what, they, what he was doing with her. Right. Wow. I, I, heard, I heard her uncle was big in getting the marriage and all. Right. So that he can, you know, so that he can continue to profit off R. Kelly, people wouldn't find out about the marriage. Oh, yo, shit. the crazy part about that was when they, when the the backup singer girl, I don't know if y'all saw it, was talking about how uh, they was on the tour bus and the door swung open and he was in the back having sex with Aaliyah. 
when she was 15. Right. And I'm just like, <laughs> all these, she's yeah, that's, a child. That's, like, that's I don't disgusting. care how people look. Right. When I look back at album covers of Aaliyah and stuff like that, when she was 15, she looked like a kid. Right. Yeah, she yeah. did. She yeah. Looked, yeah. She looked like a kid. Uh, yeah. All of them did. Her, Brandy, Monica, they all, all of them. like kids, right. And then, so to take Aaliyah, it was like, well, you, you got to automatically say, like, what was going on with the parents because her parents kind of trying to come out and say, you we said, were with but, her every yeah, step of the way. It wasn't true. Obviously, you weren't, though. That's right. Especially if, if if you're, I don't know if it was the was it the mother's brother? Yeah. Especially if you put already put her, you trusted her with your brother already. You yeah. probably wasn't with her everywhere she went because you figured, even, maybe you did, maybe, I don't know how, how deep the rabbit hole go, goes mm-hmm. in that situation, but at the most, you felt comfortable with her being as though your brother was in charge so but look at somebody like brandy though now her parents was involved every step of the every way right. they the way. was at every photo shoot yes, every tv show taping mm-hmm. everything so i mean you know maybe they had a good perspective on what's going on in this industry you know what i'm saying you know that's probably why ray j ray j is the way that he is ray j ain't too far gone Ray J just like tweaking a little bit, getting high and shit. I can't listen to like um or look at Aaliyah's lyrics anymore. Like the same that uh, I used to with her song. If you look mm, back, and you, yeah. If you look, if you go back and just look at what the way she acted, and, like around our like, it's, yeah. it's weird. you can tell like the chemistry is weird. So you say you can't listen to her music? I mean, I can listen to it, but the lyrics then I'm. I'm like you, you, you see, you see her music a different. You see her music yeah, differently. Yeah, you're speaking on stuff going through your life. Right. Him, him writing the lyrics, it's like it's, it's weird. Her music bothers me now too, especially that first album that he was like really instrumental in because mm-hmm. that whole Age Ain't Nothing But a Number album was basically him telling what yeah, he was what going he was through doing. at right. that time. Right. There's an interview with him and her. I believe it was Arsenio Hall, maybe. Where they was dressed, they were both wearing the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, um, I remember. Oh that. yeah, flannel yeah, yeah. and everything. And like they asked her, they asked her, "How old are you? And are you guys dating?" And she was like, "You know, a lady never tells her age." And at the time, she was fifteen, fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. And he was sitting there, like at twenty-seven, you know, not not owning up to it or whatever like that. But they was real touchy feely. Mm-hmm. She was rubbing on his head and stuff like that. And she was fifteen, and it was just kind of uh, like, yo, at some point, somebody has to look at this stuff and realize yeah. like her music to me that first album especially mm-hmm. i really can't listen to it the same because i mean let's 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 talk about timberland it was a video i i'm not sure if it was his behind the music mm-hmm. or something where he pretty much said like yo i was in love with Aaliyah, but with her being whatever age she was mm-hmm. and with him he was like yo i had to fight the urge I mean, like I, I wanted honest. i wanted her so bad i was in love with her but i couldn't do it i had to you fight know, it you know it's crazy though like him Timberland was a grown ass man too like i just feel like there's nothing in you that should even look even, yeah, at like her you that can't, way right, right. Yeah. like those feelings just shouldn't, shouldn't be even there be you there. can't be there right. at all like i, I got my, my sister my sister's 20 years old now she has a lot of female friends and stuff like that, but I look at her female friends like they my little sister. It's like I I, I can't right. Ew, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly, bro. Exactly. Damn, you just fucked me up with that because that's exactly what I had to grind somebody else, somebody up about not too long ago. It's just like 
is a lot of fish in the sea, dickhead. What do you you see? what I'm saying like yeah. why you why are you so pressed and like the place so close to home or like or but like but like it's even with go back to Timberland real quick, right? Before I go go off on a tangent, it's just like come on Timberland, you that's like Jazzy Face saying that shit. Like and I just feel as though <laughs> it gets to a point where a lot of these people are um insecure like how are you in love with Aaliyah? you might love Aaliyah, love what she do her music and what she was doing but right. how are you in love with her like what you like oh my god i was so in love with her but her age i had to i had to fight the urge what yeah what urge you see yeah. what i'm saying but if you listen to the way these people talk it's just like bro what the fuck is you talking about what urges you getting from a little ass girl like I, me and that she used to fuck me up from from just listening to niggas out here going out and just being out with some niggas it's like bro like it's a little ass girl and you just like niggas is predators like, like pray on some bread nigga hilarious my bad Go ahead. like for me like i can't i can't date any girl that's around my sister's age because i'm going to look at you like you my little sister my little sister's 20 years old i can't date anybody that's 19 20 21 22 shit i even go 23 i just can't do it because i look at i'm gonna look at that girl like she's my little that's sister because you're looking to actually date Right. right. R. You're Kelly, you're looking for a companion. R. Kelly didn't date even, these yeah. women, but right. even even like to like okay. get a chick to smash, I can't do it. If I know if I know that you're like and around my fun, sister's age, saying, I can't do it. R. Kelly. So think about it like this, right? This this is the best way that I can place mm-hmm. this. R. Kelly had a home full of girls that he put in rooms where he would take breaks from making videos and stuff like that. And he would go have sex when they was peeing in buckets. He was yeah. paying them $200 a pop, pay, getting them abortions here or there, giving them all herpes, doing all types of stuff like that, right? You mean to tell me you believe that you could have 10, 8, 9, 10, 28, 29, 30-year-olds living in the house under the oh, same roof? No. You're going to starve them for days if they don't call you daddy they you going mm. you're not going to be you know allowing them to to wash certain days you're going to tell them how they got to look tell them what they got to say one run up and kiss you in the mouth and the other one got to sit there and watch it you really think you're gonna be able to tell some actual adult women black women to do these things <laughs> hell no, no absolutely not so all right to wrap it up i'm just gonna ask this one question Bring it around the table. When it's all said and done, can grace be extended to R. Kelly? What do you mean by grace? Like forgiveness? Forgiveness? Hell no. Grace? No, absolutely not. I no. mean, no, no, no. Yo, how? what if your what if your sister? What if that was your sister? How? Like, how? What if that hey, was your wait, sister? Wait, wait, wait. Time, time out. Because y'all attacking me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a I mean, answer the question. You obviously don't see the way you look and the way you like. You kind of like no, like. Is it, I'm, is it I'm just, just throwing I'm throwing the question out because I, I, I asked this question on Facebook or whatever, but I, I geared it towards like, you know, the brothers and sisters that's in the Christian faith. I asked them. I'm, saying, I'm not in the Christian faith. So. All right. So no. I, I should have saved that question for them. Then. Yeah, you should have because I, right. I, don't, I don't some things you can't be forgiven for. And this is one of those things you can't be forgiven for. Mm. It, it wasn't like a mistake. It, just, right. You know, you forgive somebody for making a mistake. Right. You know what I'm saying he made he made a conscious choice effort to sustain this pedof- mm. 
predatorial lifestyle. So right. no, it's no forgiveness. And, you can't and, forgive him. Okay. For that. And then on top of it, he does it with such a cocky arrogance exactly. that is insane. Like when they when they did that when they had the interview with uh, the guy Toure from MTV. Yeah. Right. Right. And he yeah. said to him, "Do you like young girls?" And yeah. that man looked in the camera and was if like, we "How talk, young we talk?" He said, "How young yeah, do we you talk like to? teenage girls?" And he we said, "Talking teenage. How teenage? How old we talking?" Nineteen. Because I do have friends who are nineteen, and it was just like he played. And then the crazy thing about it is to me like I, I i put together things in my mind like mm-hmm. i like i like puzzles and things like that like if you watch the natural progression of what happened right when he first started out first got famous and was doing everything that he was doing he went after 14 15 year olds right mm-hmm. after he got caught up in the whole Aaliyah thing and then the whole sex tape thing and all of that then it was 16 17s because in a year they're going to be legal. Be legal. They're going to be legal, right? Mm. And a year, so then he all the. If you notice towards the end of he the documentary, all of the girls was seventeen when I met him. I was sixteen and a half when I met him. None of those girls was fourteen, fifteen no more because he was not going to play in that space where he mm. had to wait. We had to right. wait two, three, right. years two, three years for him to be in legal range, right. right? So for me, it was like he got he got caught up, mm-hmm. realized. Let me. You know, re-strategize this. Mm-hmm. Came up with a whole way to move mm-hmm. and how to be able to do this whole predatory thing without actually getting himself in trouble. Right. So I want I want to read some of these these comments. I I posted those on my Facebook page. Um, you know, I said to the brothers and sisters in of, in the faith, um, do you think you can extend grace towards R. Kelly or not? So you know, everybody said yeah, except for. You know the homie Chris Rose. He said, uh, "No, nah, I got daughters and, that man and got sisters. Daughters. He got yeah. daughters mm-hmm. and sisters Me too." Um, the homie Daryl Bell says, "You know, personal grace and judicial justice are two different things, especially if he hasn't repented or confessed or confessed what he has done." So um, I just reply saying, "You know, I believe grace should be extended to him. I definitely agree that he has um, he has to boldly confess what he's done." And, and be able to um, have the strength to hold himself accountable for it. Um, but the reason I asked is because, like, I look at a lot of people on social media and Christian people that are saying, like, they're, they're looking at him like he's the devil himself. So I just, this, this is why I had to ask that question. So I, I am an so, absolute Christian, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, right, the thing that bothers me is I can remember being 14. And mm. I can remember what my mindset was right. when I was 14. And I can remember how vulnerable I could have been at that right. age. And to see somebody, he peed in a 14-year-old girl's mouth. Yeah. Right. So just let me ask you this. So if he was to come out, repent, and ask for forgiveness, do you think he would stop? Let's say he gets, well, for whatever reason, he doesn't go to jail and he's able to still be free. Do you think he would stop? That's a good fucking question. Because that's why um, I won't forgive him because he'll never stop. Right. I was, I honestly would say I would hope so, but I doubt that he will. He would never stop. He he peed in a 14 year old. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just some, some lines you cannot come back from. And mm. it's not even just that. He has gone, this, we going on like 20 years of this madness, right? right? Yeah. Like the the, 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 video, the video the video was made years. in 1999, so it's right. been 20 years. It's been 20 years. But, no, and, but he been doing it before, before that. that. So yeah, been doing it over 30 years almost. Really, yeah. yeah. That he's been sleeping with young underage girls, and the fact that like 
for all of this to come out, right? And then for him to go and do like a club appearance right. and be singing these songs. Singing these songs. Had, did y'all listen to the song I Confess? No, no, no! I, I I listened to some of it, and oh, I, I was didn't that, was that an eighteen minute song? Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I had to stop listening I, to I it after a while. I'm like, I man, confess, I did it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I stopped listening yeah. to it after a while. I'm like, no, nah, I can't listen to and this. Like, this shit yo, is crazy. This, this I literally sat crazy. in the car. And, in the song, eighteen minutes, I, I heard the whole thing. He's asking people, "Can you blame me?" Like he's basically saying all of these things, but then saying like. I am who I am, accepted or not. Like I, I could never one. Having been a young girl myself, too, if I ever have a daughter or whatever like that, I got nieces and stuff like that. I can imagine how I would feel if any of them was caught up in that type of situation. Right. And for y'all to be I'm like fathers it. and stuff I'm like that. I'm watching it and just, I couldn't imagine, like, if that was any of my daughters. I had two daughters. If that was either one of my daughters, I, I, I nah. No, like, my it, husband was like, yo. This documentary would have been filmed from prison if that was yeah, me. They'd like, have been yeah. viewing me for myself. Right. Flat out. Like, myself. they would have been like, on one end of the phone, like, hey, you know, asking me questions because he would have, like, they, the, the one guy said, I took my seven, me and my wife took my 17 year old daughter to an R. Kelly concert. One, no. I didn't First understand. of all, no. Point one, right. I didn't no, understand. No. Right? Point one, I didn't understand. We took her to an R. Kelly concert. He brought her up on stage. Now, anybody who knows when R. Kelly brings Bring a girl on up stage. on stage, no. you damn near what's fucking. going on? Nah, you right? damn near fucking. So she, he felt comfortable enough to send his seventeen-year-old do- daughter on stage with R. Kelly, knowing what's about to happen, mm-hmm. right? And he, you're, and, and instead of Drake's doing that too, but go ahead. I, mean, I don't care. Instead of seeing what's going on, and instead of pulling your daughter out of that situation, he then let her go backstage with R. Kelly. Yeah, that's somebody want to pay that. Yeah, that's what that seems like to me. They they sold their children. children They sold their children, and and to me, not that their parents get arrested for that. Huh? Shouldn't the parents get arrested for that? Not, and I was just about to say, not that I think that they are equally as responsible as R. Kelly, but they own some responsibility in this. One hundred percent. They were an accomplice. Absolutely. Shit. So on that note, Antoine. Please tell the people where they can find you. Uh, if you. If you want them to find you, no, I'm playing. <laughs> uh, no, on Instagram at Antoine Raw, A N T O I N E underscore R underscore A underscore W, and Facebook at Antoine Stout. Brother Malcolm. Malcolm, that's uh, MGXPOV at G- I'm Gmail. And on Facebook at MGXPOV yeah. at Instagram. Maddie Mac. Facebook, Matthew Mason. Sick as a heart attack. Lavelle Mason is my uh, Instagram. <laughs> B, you wanna you wanna tell them where where they can find you or Prinick underscore fifteen on Instagram. All right, and uh, you can find me nowhere because I'm going dark on social media, bitches. That's, that's about to happen too. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing the two week challenge. To see oh, if I'm I can doing the forever challenge. In a I mean, if <laughs> after after the two weeks, of, if I feel like you know what, I can go another two weeks. I might go another month. Government shutdown is not about to be yeah. no internet infrastructure anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's all dark. gonna be dark. So, <laughs> fuck it, we all going dark in this bitch. Well, shit. <laughs> that shit will be hilarious. Yo, the hot tummy tea business is going to be. Flat, oh, flat tummy tea? Yo, so flat tummy flat tea. Flat tummy tea. Fashion Nova. Instagram model. Oh, fucking feeling heat. Yeah. Yeah. Drops. Whatever they be selling. 
edge the edge drop yeah. miracle miracle edge drop listen you might as well just get yourself a camera and yes, just, document just yeah document your own shit it's the grand premium accounts called oh dude some other premium snapchat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, don't. shout out to caramel kitten but anyway on that note we out <laughs> <laughs> until next week we'll catch y'all this is no vaseline yeah. and with love we say fuck all y'all we out